Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Of course, uh, unless you're not listening live, this is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, June 7th, 2017. I am your host, Travis Bryant, and with me on the huge is my main man, Cameron Hawkins. Uh, Cam, what's happening? What is going on, man? What's happening, man? Not too uh, much. It's a beautiful day in Texas. Yeah, a little, little on the on the hot side, but you know, it's one of those things for me. It's like I guess I probably haven't seen anything yet. So, uh, uh, yeah, was, but it's a nice, clear day. Sun is shining. Um, yeah, and we've got some stuff to talk about. So let's. Uh, Let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it. Uh, if you want to call in to the show and talk directly to Cam and myself, you got to hit us up on the Constellation lines. Give us a call at 347-202-0103. Once again, call us. Talk to us. 347-202-0103. If you can't call us, you can always shoot us an email anytime during the week, anytime during the show. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Uh, you can hit us up on the email tip at eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. <clears throat> and uh, Twitter. Twitter is the way to get at us. We've got some conversation going on going on uh, on Twitter today in the last couple of days. You can find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. And uh, you can find my personal Twitter at Tramp Lord. And you can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C E E Hawk. And. Yeah, yeah, um. I think you yeah, use the like gimmick, I guess, next time for that fifth option. <laughs> like do I retweet? What do I I don't wanna get that counted as a fuck Carmella. I ain't voting for her. <laughs> person who the person who I think is gonna get the least amount of votes is gonna get the retweet option. Just to just to throw things off. Well, things certainly picked up late and went in a completely different uh, direction, but we'll we'll uh, we'll get to that uh, oh. in a bit. Actually, when it's uh, yeah, when it's uh, when it's time to work that poll in. 
so um, yeah, uh, so <laughs> golly, uh, Facebook is the last bastion of Get Adage. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast, or just search uh, East Coast Cast or <clears throat> PWTorch and check out the family of pages uh, on your way to liking ours. Um, so, yeah, let's see. Oh, yeah, actually, last week, as we were, while we were still on air, Kyle Love chimed in, or didn't chime in, but liked the show, like, during the show, and then I just forgot to shout him out. But, uh, yeah, Kyle Love, uh, from, uh, I don't know where he's from, his page is pretty bare, or at least for me, for, you know, non uh, yeah, Kyle Love, shout out to you. Appreciate the like. Uh, everybody else, you know, go like the page, share it on your timeline, tag your wrestling pals in it. Uh, you know how that works. Uh, so, yeah, so, yeah, poll time, uh, headline time. What we got this week, Cam? You with us? Cameron? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, what do we have uh, as far as polls and, and headlines? Hopefully, I want, I want to get into my apartment first. Try to figure out my top lock is locked. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have it up, here. Um, basically, it was, it was who will win Thank the first you. ever uh, women's uh, money in the bank match. In here with her other man. Let me look around for a while. Bishop, you don't want in here? Okay, he is. Yeah, so for the headline for the week, I mean, um, well, I guess first the poll because the headline is definitely different than the poll, but it ties into what we did last week. So um, okay. uh, the poll was, you know, we have the first inaugural uh, women's in the bank match. Um, so uh, considering we're one, you know, uh, a little over a week out, and two, I think next week's poll is going to have uh, more to do with the uh, with the men's Money in the Bank match. The question was pretty yeah. simple. Um, who do you think will win uh, the women's Money in the Bank match? And um, First ever. You know, over, yeah, overwhelmingly. And their, their briefcase does look really good, though. Like, I, like I said, I was like, I hope they use a silver briefcase for the women and not, like, pink or some light purple or something, you know, yeah, like you, the Divas. You, you never knew. Oh. And God damn it, they use a perfect silver. That's you know that 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 briefcase is important. I don't know what's in it, but I want it. <laughs> so um, but yeah, it was just um, who do you think's gonna win? And overwhelmingly, it was at forty eight percent end up voting for Charlotte. Yeah, forty nine percent Charlotte, um, and then the rest, and then it was a battle for for second place, which Becky mm-hmm. Lynch won at twenty with twenty percent. And Natty with 18%, and Tamina with 13%. And then a bunch of retweets for Carmella, but I think they were just retweets because that's how you get, you know, Mm -hmm. share things on Twitter, Cameron. Somebody tried to be smart, and and they wrote in Carmella, and I was like, yeah, thanks for not paying attention. Wait, what? You got at least one. (laughs) Every week. Yeah, like people want to be, it's just. It's the the nature of of but the still poll. no I get it though they probably were like no this is this isn't great this no, isn't she, a great method of she was actually wrong um 
yeah, she was actually wrong. So, I mean, and admitted it, like, oh, my bad, I didn't read the whole thing. It's like, oh, yeah, that helps when you do Just that. being nice. Yeah, so she's she's good now. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, overwhelmingly, it looks like it's Charlotte. And to me, and somebody brought up a good point, um, that, you know, is, they either thought it was going to be Charlotte or, or Natty, Natty primarily because she's a heel. And I was like, well, Charlotte's that strong, dominant baby face who can, you know, rightfully be, uh, you know, over the uh, other baby face champ shoulder. Like, hey, you know I can get you anytime I want to get you, but, you know, I'm going to pick my time. So there's, there's no way to play it. But I think those were the only two answers that kind of worked for me. And, um, yeah, I think I think the right person is more than likely to win. Yeah, I voted for Natty. Um, she led early. And then the uh then there was a uh then there was a bit of a surge and Charlotte absolutely ran away with it. Um I still th- I still think uh I still think now unless like okay, let me finish your thought. Like Charlotte winning as a baby face and picking her spot, like actually going, I want to challenge on this date, you know, whatever and not being uh sneaky about it. Like that could finally solidify her as a baby face, but she still basically she like cut a pro- heel promo last night. I mean, essentially, like the way she's like talking to people, she and definitely like love it. own a voice. It's like, like what's your problem? That's like the first thing I think. Like, what the hell? Like, what, what did I do, or what did they do to like deserve you talking down to them? So. <clears throat> that's that you have that issue with Charlotte. Like maybe she wins it and reaffirms her heel, you know stuff. Um, but I think uh, <laughs> at least I hope to any you know deity out there listening, like that you know uh, uh, that Naomi retains against Lana. That would just yeah. I mean come on. Like, like I like I assumed a lot of people were going to go like Naomi was a heel and blah blah blah. I haven't heard like, uh, like Wade talk about it or anything because he's quick to, you know, when when they interacted in Kentucky, Charlotte and Naomi, he's like, you know, Naomi attacked her first and blah blah blah. That's not real babyface. Uh, but Lana, like the nerve of, <laughs> you know, her coming out there and demanding stuff. Yeah. Yep. Like, no, 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 no. You deserve to be laughed at, and people should be angry that you that you dared to come out there and babyface or not. So, oh, really? um, but yeah. So, so, assuming Naomi dispatches with Na- Lana, uh, Natty, a Natty Naomi dynamic would be, you know, interesting. Or you know, Natty like with the with the briefcase, I should say. So yeah, but. It could fuck around and be Carmella, man. Like they could really go. You know what? We just might. We might as well. That's what we're doing lately. Somebody tweeted that. <laughs> one of the last tweets we got about that top about the topic. Like that's what they're doing now. So, you know, that's what's hot in the streets. So let's just put people who aren't. I mean, she's over in a way that you know she gets TV time and she's good enough, a good enough character and all that, but. Yeah, or Tamina, that would be worse. That would be, at least Carmella, there's a trajectory. Like, you can go back to when she debuted, and like, oh, yeah, she's 
she's better, and she thinks, oh, the Stu Nod line? Like, oh, my God. Like, she almost won me over completely with that. Stu Nods. <laughs> Tremendous insult. That don't even know what it means, but, you know, I can. I mean, you've heard it before, though. Obvious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was, yeah, from Paulie and all yeah. that. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the damn. <laughs> what was the, the 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 energy blaster, energy fat blaster, fat booster that they had uh, back in the early two thousands that they used to do all the commercials for. Stacker Jericho two. wrote a song. Stacker two, yeah. <laughs> Enrage mm-hmm. raspberry. Um, yeah, Paulie was in those like with Trish or something. And he called somebody a stew not in <laughs> in the commercial. One of my favorite commercials. Yeah, Stu Nod. Um, but, yeah, who the hell knows, like, really where this is going because of where WWE's been with their directions as in the last six, eight weeks. Yeah. So, Tamina versus Naomi, the cousins, the cousins match. They're going to promote it like family. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Wait, no. Is she? I mean, they're cousins related through somehow? marriage. Yeah. But she's a cousin of the USO, or because she's Fijian, yeah, like mine. Yeah. They're Owen. Yeah, because Snooker and all that. Yeah. Yeah, but Snooker's from Fiji. He's not a Samoan. I mean, cousins like no. you know, like they're at the barbecue together. <laughs> you can't just be throwing people in families. <laughs> I mean that. that their whole gimmick is they show people in family. I, I bought that. I've been thinking that for like the last two days whenever we had that original conversation or whenever that line came up. It's literally that gimmick. Like, wait, that no. we're all family. She ain't nobody. Family. Unless she married the other Uso or something. Come on, man. Just love people for a while. They're family, damn it. They, 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 you know, if we go to the same cookout with family. Um, but yeah, they're, um, you know, I think a lot of Tamina's votes came from like her getting that win in their umpteenth six person match, you know, like she got a turn this time. So, you know, it's, who's it's, got um, it? wait, what? Did I miss something? Cause, uh, she won. Uh, Tamina oh, won got the, the six person right. match. Yeah. So, yeah. Right, I think that's saying she ain't winning shit. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, give her this TV win because she ain't winning nothing. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. So yeah, that's a it's pretty interesting poll. Um. Headlines. What we uh? What are you thinking for a headline this week? I mean, I think the only proper headline is uh, you know, Samoa Joe wins the fatal five way in a in a great match. Yep. Uh, wins the fatal five way to become the uh number one contender for the universal title. And, you know, immediately talk that cash shit on Raw. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it takes out Paul Heyman. Um, what a yeah. what a weekend for Samoa Joe. Yeah, to follow up, because it's, it's one of those situations where it's like, where it's, it's a, really is all about the follow-up. Like, okay, that's that's great. It was a really good match. And, and he's positioned to, to main event this, you know, B-level, not off-brand, really, show. But they're trying to, you know, make it a little more exciting and whatever. Uh, 
they could do something just really stupid the next night, like have Roman Reigns beat him, or <laughs> you know, and then Roman's like, I got a, I got a claim to the title. I wanted to make it a triple threat, you know, that would totally just suck, right? But they poured on, they poured the heat on, they they they, they threw some uh, kerosene on the uh, on the fire, and and had them take out Paul Heyman and and just this, just truly Joe way, right? Like somebody yeah. gets gets Joe. And maybe it was Heyman, you know, maybe if he was a part of that and had any suggestions creatively. Not that they would need, you know, Joe's there. I'm sure that's that's totally a Joe. Again, I said it's a Joe, such a Joe thing to do. <laughs> no Mike, you know, like, or at least, you know, they're not playing it for the people in the back seats. Man, Joe was a killer. I, I okay. The follow up I didn't like though. I did not like Heyman in the trainer room, training room. <clears throat> it, it made Lesnar come across like some rookie who, who, like, what's next, Paul? You didn't hear his side of the conversation, but Paul goes. Uh, it was just the way he worded it. it was like, I'm going to tell you what what you're going to do, or or what's the next move. We're gonna yeah. you're gonna come and raise you know, and he cut his said his lines, but I was like, so Lesnar called him like, Paul, what's uh, what I'm supposed to do? He choked you out, and I, and I, so I didn't like that very much. Hopefully, they, somebody, it, it, hopefully that's not used. I don't can't imagine it would be like a big point. It's just a matter, yeah. just a way to get him here next week or get him to roll next week. So, uh, but yeah, just Joe, man. I said on the on the roundtable, I said this because I think Wade or so Bruce asked, probably Wade asked, uh, is this a, we assume this is a one-off, right? And I'm like, yeah, Joe, but the idea, it's up to Joe to, and, and Lesnar, but it's up to Joe to make this feud that good that it makes them change their plans come SummerSlam or come, you know, whatever. Like, oh, this is just. This is this is just clicking. We're not going away from this. We're going to stay with it, uh, or or bring it back. You know, earlier than yeah. maybe we thought. And again, so, like I, this, I, this is uh, the match. A lot of people, me included, have have been waiting for. Go ahead. I posted a picture uh, two three days ago. That was or it might have been yesterday. It was just like it was a picture of Samoa Joe and AJ face to face from TNA, and it was like you know one of these guys is the number one contender to WWE's top title. The other guy is WWE WWE's MVP for a year running. Like never give up on your dreams. Like you can absolutely get to where you want to get to because I mean they're in like arguably like outside of Jinder Mahal having this great opportunity like. Those two guys are in maybe the the two prime positions in WWE right now. Like again, one of them's going into a match with their biggest commodity, and the other one is, you know, by every measure the the, the top performer in the company. So, I mean, man, absolutely. Uh, the chat room is open, by the way. Uh, pretty barren now, so go fill it up. Um, let's talk to some folks. 
see where they are with things. Uh, again, hit us up on the Constellation lines. You can get in line, and we'll get to your call for sure. Uh, 347-202-0103. Let's head to the Constellation lines. Uh, now, let's, uh, let's start things off with uh, Mike from Brooklyn. Uh, Mike, what's going on? What up? Trav. Yo, what up? What's up, Trav? What's up, Cam? What's going on? How you well, doing? Let's man? jump right in. Ain't nothing. Let's jump right in that bag since that was the headline for y'all today. Like, it was masterful. And, like, just looking at it again, like, you can't tell me that shit don't got Paul Hammond's blueprints all over it. Because, not for nothing, we all three know this. Come on, Trav and Cam. If this was the ECW days. Would he have not been ECW champion? Joe. Oh, I mean, well, yeah. It's just, you know, he was 14 and 16, 18 when it was like going on, unfortunately. Yeah. But, yeah, no, tell, nah. absolutely. No yeah, doubt about it. He'd, he'd have been nah. one of, me, if I not. Feel like, put, him, put it like yeah. this. It's like Joe from 06. Was ECW had the Joe of 06 in 99 instead of uh, instead of uh, Just Incredible or Rhino in 99 and 2000? You know, maybe maybe they were able to yeah, not go on to you know do whatever, but certainly hang on for a little longer. Yeah, and also I think that you know personally and particularly. I think Joe is one of the few dudes, you know, on the roster that they probably wanted to work with. And that, you know, Brock will oblige Heyman and be like, listen, man, we got to, you know what I mean? We got to, um, we got to put this star label on this cat right here. Like, this dude deserves it. He's a badass. Probably one of the few dudes on this whole entire roster that can match up with you. You know what I'm saying? Let's Let's get this shit to go. Because you you seen, like, how Heyman came across in his interview. Like, he was excited. Like, he was trying to hold it in, but he was excited. Like, he was excited. This is something, you know, he's sinking his teeth into. And you know when Paul Heyman is on, he's on. And another thing, you know, he's not just going to let anybody just, you know, just do something to him. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you say that. Like, if their relationship is, you know, to be believed as far as, you know, Heyman really having a close personal relationship with Brock, I don't know how much say they had and who won, but I think you're right. Like, if if anything, you know, if Paul Heyman is believed to be a motivator for Brock Lesnar, I do think there's truth to that. And Samoa Joe is somebody who he's always been fond of, him being Paul Heyman. Like, yeah, you do feel like you're going to get the most out of Brock for a match like this. And and you could tell, you know, it, it's a different, you know, Heyman's good at how he does it. The way he hyped up uh, Joe is different than the way he talks about Roman Reigns. It also helps not having to play against the crowd when you do it. But, yeah, just uh, him being like the – the worst case scenario, um, and explaining why I think was really cool. So, so yeah. Yeah, and not to mention Joe can eloquate. He could deliver, you know, facially, physically, you know what I mean, and verbally, way better than Roman Reigns. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And you know, I just want to run this by y'all too. 
Like me and my cousin, you know, we was thinking of different scenarios to that match. And, you know, he brought up something good. He was like, yo, what if Vince is looking for the same shot value that they did with Jinder Mahal? As far as when it, like, when it comes know, like, to. like maybe you know, you know, as far as like putting, you know, getting the universal title off of Brock, putting it on Joe for a while, oh, and then have, oh, yeah, because I think, and then have Brock, you know, they can still do well, Roman and, well, and, see, and Brock is, because he can come back ultimate, and win it by Roy, by Rumble. Yeah, I don't know if they want to do that with the title. Like the point of having it on Brock. Was so they can do the again, you know, through four years in a row. Next year at Mania, they can yeah. do another Reigns coronation and have Roman beat Brock straight up one on one singles match at WrestleMania for the Universal Title. Mm-hmm. So yeah, doing I mean, all this with Joe, and that's kind of what I got. I was getting at earlier. Like, if they come in here and they just do gangbusters, like it's clear that the Brock Lesnar. Samoa Joe feuds, moved numbers, people got interested, whatever. And they and it I forced it them to go, you know, and, and yes, that's what I'm saying. They they should work hard enough and try to make them, try to force management to, uh, to, to come up with something else and continue with them and abandon their whatever they already have, you know, somewhere yeah. set for the next year. You because know. this is like... Because this is like one of those feuds, one of those rare feuds. And Corey Graves, I think he coined the phrase, this is one of them, this is one of like the only dream matches left that we have left, that we haven't seen. And I think this this would be one of those things. I'm not saying it'll bring them back in droves and that'll be, you know, but this is one of those things that will catch the eye of a casual viewer that has, you know, that hasn't, you know what I mean? Watch or fully watch or been fully invested in, you know, WWE for quite some time. This is one of the, because, I mean, kind of on the streets, the effect is, is already happening. Like, I done had a few couple, you know, the older ladies and a couple chicks at my day job. They're like, well, who is this uh, Who is this, this new guy, this, this Joe guy? Like, he's a bad dude. He's a bad mother effer. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, nah. Well, I, like, I mean, if that's like, you know, that's obviously anecdotal. But if that's like, <laughs> if, if there's any way you could uh, take the liberty and extrapolate, like, if if that effect catches on, like, they're if it, the casual, even if they're wrestling fans in, in some sort, which it sounds like, you know, to even right. know who the hell Joe is in a, to, to begin with. Um, that's imp- yeah, that's important. That's what I'm talking about. Like that's that's where numbers move because people like her or them come back and might start watching every week four times, you know, instead of like maybe once a month, like once every two months. Uh yeah. start watching a few times a month or yeah. So uh yeah, I mean I, I hope so. I I want Joe to be a star. I want him to get cash out before you know, to be able to, you know, Make a few, you know, really big paydays before he retires. Finally, yeah. you know, and then that, you know, and you I, assume and five I think, years Joe wrestling. But, yeah, and I or think at least to me, a, how the match was all. Yeah, I think to me, right, absolutely. He like he's one of the dudes that deserve, you know, in this business to be a multi-millionaire. 
You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and and, think, and and let's not well, act like he didn't get paid decent money. You know, he didn't get obviously Kurt Angle and Sting money in TNA, but you know, he was one of the top paid non Nash former national stars. Right. Like TNA, they, they're right. going to mark out. They're going to give you know Kurt and Booker T and those guys a bunch of money, even if they don't move anything or draw people in or. Are, or are actually good and show up to do their job well, uh, but Joe was one of the young talents that was, you know, doing some money, and, and he signed with them repeatedly over WWE, take, taking a, de- a developmental deal. Yeah, you know, you know and, I want to live in me, Florida. I, I want to, yeah. or I want to live in California. I want to come fly in for the tapings, wrestle, go home, and spend two and three straight weeks with my family. Come back for more tapings, maybe a pay-per-view, fly back, you know, like that was... So, he's, as far as, like, business and taking care of himself, you know, you assume he saved his money because that's all you can do. Uh, but he was yeah. he was doing okay. Yeah. And, and he's still think... getting indie money at times, you know, whenever right. TNA, you know, had their... wasn't gouging... Because for a while there, they were gouging folks. Like, oh, yeah, we get 80% of it, though. Like, what the fuck? I mean, I'm exaggerating, but it was like a 50-50 split. Like, you ain't do shit for this. Right. Joe gets and 25, let's say, he got three grand a, a, a date for CZ. Well, now he wasn't wrestling for CZW, but for, you know, whoever, Ring of Honor. Yeah, that's. It's South IWA or whatever. And. Remember, you paying all over. Hundred of that. Come on, gotta eat. Yeah, that will loan them out to Japan all over. You know what I mean? But I think it's his time now. I think, I think in in turn it will be a situation. You know what I mean? Where this is just not a one-off. Because I think, you know, Brock will see the money and be smart enough. I mean, like, dude is a smart businessman. Same shit happened last year with the Goldberg deal. It was supposed to be a one-off, and you know they stretched it out. Which oh, was, right, uh, right, right. Remember, it was, that was supposed to be now, a one-off. Granted, and done. that's Goldberg. You know, yeah. So you have to you have to build differently. That Goldberg was an instant boom. It was right. like, yeah. So. The only Joe, thing you I didn't go in there, you got to cut, yeah. you got to cut money promos, you got to cut promos that are going to go viral and shit like that, and people are going to be like, oh, I got to see this. You know, there's a lot of people yeah, only watch because do of the it. YouTube clips and all that kind of stuff. You so, can do it. That's what I, I mean. mean. He's a way better, he's a way better fucking talker than Goldberg by far, like by leaps and bounds. Like, I definitely think he could, you know, hit those. You know what I mean? I mean, just look at his cadence and look at how what he did. You know what I mean? Look how he's touching him up. Like, you know what I mean? When he backed him in the corner and told him, this is what I'm going to do to you. I'm going to wrap my arms around your neck, choke you out, and I want you to send this message to your boy. And let I want him you know to explain to him in, in only the detail, in detail like only you can do, Paulie. <laughs> see, I can just see Vince right now behind the curtain like, damn it, this, this, this guy is money. This guy headed out the park. And you know he, you know he got that cloak. I mean, well, he got that cloak of Triple H over him. So, I mean, I know sometimes they don't always agree, but I think they could agree 
you know, on that. Now then on the SmackDown side, I mean, I saw, you know, little clips of it. I'm going to watch the whole SmackDown after I watch NXT tonight. But um, from what I saw, I mean, the video packages and shit is good, but I don't know. It's just it's just something missing so far with, you know, as far as, like, what they're doing with Shinsuke. I don't know if they just, you know, are being told, like, to tone down TV matches and shit and to save all your shit for the pay-per-views or whatever the case may be. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's like a toned down. It's like yeah, it, it is. You know, and you got to remember, he's now wrestling – you know, you. I mean, is he on the house shows? I mean, I, I hear I yeah. read some of the heard some of the reports. He's on those yeah, shows and wrestling. So and he's a he's, he's a he's a main roster he wrestler. Part of the now. roster. And, yeah. yeah, and yeah. and he he gotta be like it's like if you want him to be there come WrestleMania and feuding and having yeah. that main event match with AJ Styles, that's going to like. Destroy the world and make it, you know, you know all that, all the adjectives you can. <laughs> you want them to be you well, then you're not going to get goddamn 15-20 minute knockout drag out matches every week and every damn you know. That's, that's just the way of life. That's just how it is. Yeah. And I don't think it's and like, especially with the Owens match from last night. That match was fantastic. Like we got a, a, an email. Somebody was like, oh, she, she, "No, it wasn't bad. Was it wasn't a bad match." I was like, but he wasn't at a hundred, and now that you're saying it in hindsight, I get it because you know the money match will be, you know him and AJ. Yeah, fifty fifty, yeah, hundred. You know, it's a little high, but it's it's all good. No, but no. anyway, like I said, like I said, you know him and you know him and AJ. That's that's the money match for that company, and um. You know, just a, just a real quick, like I don't understand what the fuck is uh, TNA doing with this um, Slammiversary shit. Global well, I, read, I heard the spoilers of the tapings that that are going to lead into it. I mean, it sounded besides a lot of the people, like the like the women, like the women that are wrestling. I don't think I knew either of the women that were named. Like so, besides like having like acts that I just don't know it. It sounded straight up and down. You know, sounded pretty. And I forget Del Rio's there. Like, son of a bitch. Yeah. He's, he's the Global Force champion. And Bobby Lashley's the Impact champion. And they're going to do a unification match. Which, in hindsight, I believe that's just them rebranding it as Global Force. To me, I think that well, was the fucking plan all Impact along from Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Impact Wrestling I think is what that has the cachet, that, the logos and all the... I don't think Glo- Global, yeah. Force Wrestling, Global Force Wrestling is a fucking website that ran a few shows. It sounds like a fucking 1980s uh, regional independent, you know... Yeah. One of those early 90s shit. That's the name they, is remember the Remember that used to come on... Sports yeah, Channel uh, America. Uh, global something. It was something GWF. Global Wrestling yeah, Federation. Global Wrestling Federation, yes. It sounds like one of those early nineties indies that used to come on Saturdays, like on the on the I'm block. Saying, but those early nine those regional promotions were actual on running promotions that were 
Absolutely. Global Force is just like just nonsense. Like they literally ran like a half a dozen shows in the two three years that Global Force Wrestling has been a thing. Right. Uh, you know, in the consciousness of the re- of the wrestling business, it's just for ninety percent of its existence been a website and them saying, "Oh, we just partnered with New Zealand Championship All Pro Cruiserweight Wrestling." Promotion. Like, get the fuck out of here. So what the fuck? Right. Like That's they did that saying. for like a year straight. Up, oh, we're now partnering with this fuckface federation from Knoxville. Fucking, it's, who cares? Do something. And then they ran a few shows. There's some stadium shows. Like five hundred people showed up a couple of times. You know, That's had some tag team. I had some championships crowned. Champions crowned. And then what happened? The Bollywood boys are the GWF tag champions. <laughs> they were like, "Come on right. here, we got a thing to do." And with the Cruiserweight Classic, and the, they were in before they did the Singh Brothers stuff. They were they left to become barely jobbers in NXT. Like every six week jobbers, a, a Singh would show up, or they would do a tag jobber match. Because they probably wasn't getting paid. Or a Bollywood boy would show up and, you know, or do a tag match. So they left, you know, so, yeah, come on. So, so anyway, all that to say, if they rebrand as Global Force, that's just pathetic. Yeah. I don't care who wins Bobby or Patron. It don't matter to me. Impact Undisputed Champion or something. Because right, so y'all in Impact, y'all ain't in no goddamn Global Force. They ain't, where they don't see right. the Global Force banners. I mean, maybe it is, but I assume there ain't. What, what, what are they gonna call it? Global Impact Force. Global Impact Wrestling. Wrestling. I mean, again with another rebrand. I'm just saying, companies don't do that back to back, like in within the you know a year, six months, or whatever it's been. He don't do that was the norm if he's this company, so I wouldn't be surprised right. either way. Oh yeah, God damn it. Yeah, right. off that. And we'll probably you know what they're going to change. They're going to rebrand as Global Impact. Impact Global. <laughs> Re- yeah, matter. Yep, that's going to happen. They're going to spend a bunch of dumbass money rebranding and getting new banners and new, you know, all that. New belts and all type of dumb shit. I'm still yeah. But no new paying customers. Anyway, fellas, <laughs> where do we stand at um, with Bailey? Because to me, they just fucking hey, RIP'd the girl. Listen, so she was in in the article I wrote. I'm looking down to see if it's online yet. Um, what's the new I got to catch that. Let's, uh, let's go VIP. And it was titled, What, the he- uh, what Happened to... Uh, what Happened to... My favorite young WWE acts. Like, what happened? Like, you look up a year later, you're like, wait, what? Not even with Bailey. Like, she showed up in August, July, August last year. Yeah, around this time last year. Already, she's like, she's packed in like a, this five year career in like eight months. We're, you know, getting to the champion championship level, right? And feuding, losing. Then finally overcoming, winning, winning at WrestleMania, uh, having the crowd like her and all that. Then having the crowd turn on her, 
and become apathetic or or outright just boo her. And now she's getting treated like a sucker, a gullible fucking doofus. And, you know, I mean, just, just like you would think, like, this we'd be talking about this in, like, 2022 or something. Like, oh, yeah, remember when Bailey, uh, for that for that year or so stretch, when the crowd was kind of like, you know, and they, they've, they've done so much I don't want to say right. da- damage. I'll say damage. Not permanent damage, but they've done so much damage in, in so little time. And I was so like, nope, everything's like the dog in the fire in the house. Like, nope, everything's fine. You know, like, it's fine. They can, you know, it's fine. It's fine. No, it's terrible. Right. And last night or Monday night, it's, uh, well, Sunday was the match. Was she on? What happened Monday? She wasn't even on there. They showed her fucking right, right. back. Right, right, wasn't on the show. And right, she was right, supposed right. to be her. Oh, shit. I mean, whatever. Don't blame her. Don't yeah, I mean, from either. last week, from the This Is Your Life bullshit. To me, what, what I took it? from it and what from, and what from, and what, you know, a naked eye would take from it, that she was a special ed, retarded girl that couldn't get a fucking boyfriend <laughs> and stay at home and watch wrestling. Right. Yeah. <laughs> dad who sat around watching wrestling all day. Like, what kind of, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade girls just sitting around watching fucking SmackDown every damn week? <laughs> right. That's what I got from her. She was in the class with six people and two of the teacher. Making candy. Damn. Mike, that's so non-PC. Yeah. I'm going to get us boycotted. Right. <laughs> and um, do y'all think it was too quick for AJ? You know, to get the, you know, they, did you think they should have spread it out? The little dog Ziggler shit. But I knew it wasn't going nowhere anyway. I mean, I said years ago they lost confidence in him. He's just somebody that's around. Like, to me, he would benefit greatly for going to NXT for six months and mixing down there with, with Bobby Roode and uh, McIntyre. And, you know what I mean? Strong and those guys. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, he, he, he literally can't get any higher, I don't think, on the card. Like, there's nothing you can do with him to make him matter more. Um, and like he's in that space where, like, he's still too good for him to job to guys. So seeing him in a new environment, I think, really would help him do something different with their character. Yeah, it's just something. It's just something that's just I don't know. For him, but the fucking Usos, man, I swear to God, those dudes are so money. It's not even. It's not even funny. Like I don't understand why they. Those dudes are so money right now. Like, they are really fucking money. Like, I don't understand yep. it why they're playing around with those dudes like that. I hope they don't lose to New Day, some um, backlash. No, I agree there. I, like, I, it was, it was interesting. Um, so I was, I was watching, um, you know, I'm watching the show, and, you know, they come out, and they, uh, you know, they hitting New Day with the, with the get and I'm just like, this is just, like, it's so good, and I'm, I'm reading, uh, I'm reading Greg Parks on Twitter, and he's like, yeah, on, on the mic, the Usos have become 
the uh, the Enzo of SmackDown. I'm like, dude, like you don't get what you're seeing. Like, you are you fucking serious? That's not. But yeah. I mean, the thing you got to understand about it is, if you don't come from that, I can see how they. You won't understand it. And then the rest of yeah, but is just like what they're doing is just so. so what good. are they like, saying? They're just an old, like just a loud, obnoxious ethnic stereotype. Well, no, but Even, again, they're... Oh, I mean, that's, I mean, that's comparing them to, to Enzo, that's kind of what it, Enzo's right. doing. I mean, he's good at what he does, well, but no, he's a, that's, out of again, that's what, you know, regional uh, ethnic uh, stereotype, you know, New Jersey. Yeah, you know, but I mean, I mean yeah. again, if you don't come from that, like, it doesn't make sense to you, so you're going to lump those things together. Yeah, we don't I come mean, from like, that, we get Enzo. But, Ain't none but, of us, like, all, you know, fucking from New Jersey, all, Italian... You know, wise guy right. kid that with the with the you know, we ain't, we, none of we us watch Jersey that. We Shore. Totally get it. We okay. watched Jersey Shore for enough seasons. Yeah. Well, that was a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, they were yeah, yeah but that. I think yeah. you don't come from that. I'm, I'm not talking about us. It's it's, it's different. Uh, but they, they're just like on the on the mic. They're so good and they're so aggressive in the ring and they're using heel tactics to win, but they're not. Getting by by the skin of their teeth, like they're still aggressive and hard hitting and smart. Um, right. And like you said, like it's just, uh, and I know you included American Alpha in that article too, Trav. And it's just like, as much as I love Alpha, I can't be mad at what we're getting instead. You know what I mean? Like the Usos just have an edge to them that the Alpha's babyface hard work mentality isn't going to combat until they develop something more. You know. Nah, they got to just start killing people. Jason Jordan got to grow a 5 o'clock shadow, and they just got to start just fucking just abusing people. You know what I mean? I'm not mad at that, Mike. Just Steiner brother in, you know, circa 92, just just beating on opponents, not giving them nothing. Because I just watched, a, um, I think it was a Super Bowl or uh, some type of um, co-promotion show with WCW and um, uh, New Japan. And I watched the Steiner brothers beat the living shit out of I, I think it, I forget the, the I think one of them was uh, Kazuki uh, Sasaki and I forget the other guy and I swear to God they those dudes I mean it was doing a strong staff but the Steiner brothers beat the shit out of these guys and then I think Scotty did the Frankenstein to one of them and they had to, I think they stretched them out or some shit like that Yeah, no more, no more smiling from uh, from yeah. American Alpha. Got to go out there and kill somebody. Just come out and just and just beat somebody the fuck up. And to me, I think it would greatly benefit um, Gallows and Anderson for them to go to SmackDown because they just fucking perennial jobbers on Raw. Like it's, it's, it's sad like to watch them. You know, probably you know one of them. Somebody would have to go to high- Raw. Because of how it's set up. ascension over there. I mean, you want jobbers? Send ascension over there. Damn. Well, how you feel if you Anderson and Gallows and somehow you get traded or swapped for the ascension? I mean, whatever. You're like, well, for real, for real, you should be like, I don't care how I got here. I'm on SmackDown. I have a better opportunity, at least, you know, in theory. Uh, Because they could be the number one. They could be the number two hell team behind um, Soul Soul. If you look at it. 
that, but they are the number two heel team on SmackDown Raw now behind Sheamus and Cesaro. Well, about to be number three once um the uh, the other dudes get going again. Yeah. Uh, uh, on and only, yeah. Mm-hmm. On and only once they get going again. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah they were in the background when uh, when <laughs> when Dean was sneaking back in the building. And to me, it makes no sense to have both of them. Like I said before, to reiterate, is like they serve the same purpose, so it makes no sense to have both of them on the same brand. Go ahead, Cam. You trying to say something? About the Usos, I just remember, you know, you look like a year ago. People were sick of their ass and they were corny and they weren't good. And now, like, I don't even see who else would be close if you were voting right now for tag team of the year. Like, right. And I, 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 and a year ago, when I was like, man, they that that injury they had at the end, which uh, uh, kept them. Had them drop their titles or something that made it in, in Santa Clara, and I guess thirty one, and because they were rolling with that gimmick, with the colorful doing their doing their Samoan yeah. dance, face paint, they were they were rolling for a while, and then the injury came, and then they came back, and they got it a little bit, but then the crowd just quickly turned on it, like nah, we're we're no. Good. Once they start fucking with their cousin, that's when they got turned on. Start fucking with who? Oh, Roman. I'm not putting that on Roman. They, they, nah, they that completely turned them. <laughs> that completely flipped them. Yeah, Remember, once they start maybe, coming out. Maybe for like Willis or somebody, but I'm not. Uh, it was more. It was more what you actually saw out of them as a tag team. Away from Roman Reigns, they did some stuff with mm-hmm. Roman a few times. It was not enough to, <laughs> unless you just said hi to him in, in the hallway. I'm done with the Usos. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> fist bumped in the hallway. Him, mm-hmm. Done with him. And him, he is such a fucking hell. Like he was so smug Sunday when they when, when the you know everybody paid off and he just stood in the ring and looked at him and. Smug, like, look at these assholes. What, huh? what was he supposed to do in that situation, Mike? No, that's not. I'm not saying <laughs> that. Like, I went out and helped somebody. Look at him, double teaming. I mean, it was, it was, you know, no, I loved it. Off. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I loved it. That should be him all the fucking time. This is, this is my yard now. I'm the big dog. <laughs> this is my yard. <laughs> This is corny. Oh, my, my 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 jeans are corny. My sneakers are corny. Yo, but this is my yard. Yo, I put that shit up on the round table. When Wade was like talking about him saying, "I don't peacock. I am. A, I don't have to peacock because I am a peacock." I was like, "Motherfucker, oh, we seen up, what you how you dress. Maybe you should fucking peacock with Jenko jeans and fucking payless sneaks on and shit. Like you should right. think about like what you're putting on then instead of not." Thinking about it. <laughs> Fuck. This is my yard. I'm like, damn, if he don't sound like Robocop, I don't know who do. <laughs> I don't peacock. I am a peacock. Please, Creek. Remember Robocop? <laughs> the 87 version. I swear alive. You're coming like with Robocop. <laughs> That's who he sound like. Mm-mm-mm. 
the smugness when he started laughing, I, that should have me cracking. I'm like, see little nuances like that? That should be him all the time. All the damn time. All right, fellas, let me let y'all get some more folks in. So. Hey, we appreciate it. Right, Mike. Always, oh, yeah, always good talking to y'all. Talk to y'all next week. Yep. Hey, Cam, let you uh, tell the, the audience out there about uh, about your new designs and where you can find them. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, this was, this was kind of a, uh, I don't know, maybe a breakthrough week for me, which is why I didn't really get to anything today. Um, so we have... I don't know, four or five new designs on uh on T Public. We have um three different uh NWO style East Coast Cash shirts. You can get that in the uh NWO Hollywood black and white. Oh, it's not even fair though, style. Cam, to to even go shirts. It's designs because they can get them on anything. Yeah, you can get whatever you, you know. need, man. You got shirts, hoodies, uh what phone cases, coffee mugs, you got uh like laptop, laptop covers or some kind of yeah. All of like I'm waiting for somebody to buy up like all the stickers. Um but yeah, you can get that. I uh, kinda uh, wanna get like a mug with all of the like the dopest ones. Like pick eight of my 'cause we got like twenty designs up now. I can't get twenty mugs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't I got right. four in my cabinet now, like and I use the same one over and over and over again. Uh, but I do. But I'd probably put them up somewhere and like so and show them off. Like yeah, like six or eight of the dopest ones we got, and and get coffee mugs uh, or, or my, something. Uh, I'm gonna get a bunch of stickers and give them to my basketball kids and be like, just put these around school. Just do it. Mm. Then all of a sudden we got like a middle school audience, and then we got a brand new set of songs. Um, so yeah, uh, we have, uh, where did you hear have, that? Uh, Oh, uh, at yeah, Seahawks and at Travelers. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, yeah, we got the, um, like I said, we got the black and white and your Hollywood style um, design. You got the uh, red and black wolf pack style, and you got the reverse uh, white and black style. So, it's the, uh, you know, NWO style design, ECC. Um, what else do we have this week? We have the, uh, the black Art hero. Art Cutter. Yeah, the, the Cutter shirt. Um, it's basically, um, you'll know it when you see it. It's, uh, what is it, a three-quarter uh, face lock, front face net breaker? Is that, is that what it's called? Front face bulldog. Front face bulldog. There you go. See, I don't even know it. Um, and basically, it's a silhouette of somebody getting put in a cutter. Um, and uh, it has the uh, the proper title name in parentheses. So you know how you smarts like to be uh, super correct with your verbiage. Uh, so, yeah, we got that up. Um, and then a couple of, you know, South Congress designs, too. We got the uh, Black Heroes logo, which was really fun to make and I think came out really good, complete with the yeah. with the graph on the fan-by-fan uh, fan logo. So, yeah, there's a bunch like, of new stuff. Like, um, as good as – and, and, and like, the two-man – the two-host power trip, like, that was good, right? Like, but it's really just a matter of getting the angles right, getting the head size, the match to body, pace it on, you know, that kind of thing. But the the, uh, the the black superheroes one like is like a step up, you know. It's like 
you know, critiquing like how you're getting better at what you're doing. Like it's oh, like that's yeah. kind of better than the Cam VP one. You know, like you can see like oh, Cam's hand is getting better. <laughs> like so, I I just wanted to publicly like yeah, no, you are getting better. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, you know familiarity with the product, but um, yeah, it was um, yeah, a cool comic inspired thing. Trav's really big into uh into the blue Marvel as a character. Anybody who's ever had two conversations with me knows how big of a um of a bishop fan I am as far as X Men goes. So yeah, we um made some designs with um some some again, like this is something our, our good buddy Chuck sent us and I've been like remixing and chopping up like the designs he said to the point where he kinda cuts me out on Facebook. Which was a good feel. Because he appreciates how good these designs are coming out. But yeah, um I think there's Six designs on sale. Oh, what, right for now. repurposing his stuff? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, man, like, I wish I would have thought of that. I'm like, no, just, just draw when you get a chance, and then we'll make things happen. But, um, can't be, yeah, can't be remixing my shit. That's what happens when you're friends with artists. Yeah, one of them is based off like a really rough draft and I had to like play with lighting and angles and all kinds of stuff but it came out really cool um, but yeah you can get I want to say six, five or six designs on sale for the next two days um, at tpublic.com uh, just search uh, Seahawks and uh, yeah if you um, we'd love for everybody to have a cool t-shirt um, you know depending on your budget um, if you can get a bunch of stickers, I think that would be really cool just to have those plastered on things. But yeah, um, any and actually, yeah, we're really, thing. really giving you all some options. Like whatever, yeah. like like John A. Like when she saw the black superheroes, like she's like, yeah. I gotta have that. <laughs> you know, like she probably saw all the other eight, nine, ten yeah. ones that we've done in the last two weeks. It's like, oh, that's cool. Hey, congratulations, y'all got some more merch. But when she saw, you know, when you see that one, that's mm-hmm. that's you know. Speaks to you, you know. I think that's that's what we're going for. Have something for every. Because this is the kind of show that I'm sure you know. We don't have just one kind of person listening to this show. That's for damn sure. Because we're not, you know, we're not. We don't fit snugly in some some demo. No. And I think our audience reflects that. We have twenty now. We have Hmm? twenty different designs up. Twenty. Yep. Twenty or twenty-one. Yep. Yeah. Twenty-one. So. yeah, we got plenty of stuff for you guys to choose from. Um, and at this point, because I'm um, getting a little bit better with, with the design stuff, any recommendations you guys have for stuff I you might want to take see? some requests. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we we got the time. The only the only thing about a request is if 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 we do end up making what you want, you kind of have to get something. <laughs> you better buy you it, motherfucker. Like, yeah, or something. Thing. On the low tier of what we do, um, yeah, you know, like, but, but let's be cool about it. But, um, but yeah, we got a bunch of stuff to choose from. Um, we'd love any feedback on the, uh, on designs we have. And uh, if you do end up, you know, grabbing something, send us a picture when you get it. Everybody's been really good about that so far about sending us like pictures of them either wearing the merch or, um, you know, when they get it fresh Lay out of the package. But yeah, shoot us, um, shoot us your pictures uh, of the merch, and we'll put that up on the. Uh, on our social media as well as the uh, Facebook fan page. All right, so let's uh, jump back into some callers here. Let's uh, stay in the Northeast and uh, 
go to Newark and uh, talk to Kylan. Kylan, what's happening? Not much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing this week? I'm all right. Doing okay. All right, that's great. Uh, so, first thing first to Travis, it looks like your favorite act from Ring of Honor, Mr. Dalton Castle, is headed to Stanford. Woo! Yep, heard that last week. Uh, that's 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 good news. Finally, that is the only independent wrestling T-shirt that I own. Shout out to my man. And you still have not seen the Dalton Castle match, have you? Still have not seen a Dalton Castle match, but I support Dalton Castle with my wallet. <laughs> and more importantly, Canada was the designer of that shirt that you were supporting, yeah. right? That was yeah. kind of the idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any anything further besides, you know, it's more than likely that he's going to sign. Like, when does he start? Has he already started canceling, you know, bookings, anything, Kylan? Not as of yet. Okay. But. Yeah, I mean, I hopefully would... he's on, you know, on the NXT roster, on NXT TV by the end of the summer. Uh, I think Wade was talking about there's some speculation or some un- uncertainty about his uh the compete, I think there's a 60-day compete in within those, you know, like a lot of the typical ring of honor contracts that he had. Uh, but this, the uh, the uncertainty comes from when it either when it ends. Like, does it end like now, or is it 60 days from now, or what? So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where they go with his character. Does do they try to do? Do they try to replicate that gimmick or do something similar? And I hope they let him keep his name. That has some cachet, and it's a cool name. It's already it's a cool, recognizable. I mean, I wonder if he'd be willing to you know sign it over even. I w- I would think so, and I w- I would venture to say that he's probably going to be. The first person to report, or maybe the the second person to report to the performance center in the September class. Mm. Wait, he's got to go through the performance center. Like, he should, he's not just going to be like in NXT, and that how it works. You gotta be in the class. I, I, I would, I would assume so, since since they make almost everybody else go through there before they dare put them on TV. Oh, okay. All right, maybe it's just how it's phrased. Show, you know, it's almost like what he's got to go through performance center boot camp. Like, uh, I don't know, go watch me on fucking TV for the past two, three years, like. I get not going to the main roster right away. Like I'm not ad- I'm not saying that, but damn, 
You gotta like, yeah, go to Florida oh, and hang out with these fucking. So he's in the same class as some guy or some woman fitness chick that's like <laughs> about to take her first bump. <laughs> that seems a little, uh, you know. Like, Remember, <laughs> everybody who's not AJ Styles has to learn where the hard camera is. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to get them. That's a real thing. I mean, it's to, funny to mock they it. They need but... to learn how we do things here because right, right, our I'll just say Cotton's a damn rebel and going against the machine. No, I mean, that's that's real thing. I mean, we mock it, and it's funny and stuff, but there's something to it. But you learn that shit in NXT. You don't need to go to a damn performance center if you're Dalton Castle. <laughs> this is two or three years ago when he first caught you know, caught on and started getting If they signed him and got him right then and there and he had to go through, like, well, okay. But he's proven himself pretty well in the last – you know, three years that he's been on national TV. He's on a smaller scale, obviously, but, you know. Oh, oh, and then, then this, that just reminds me just to publicly say, fuck Sinclair and the Tribune Company now since they own, they own that. So just wanted to Damn. get that out there. Well. But, yeah, so anything uh, else? Or? I, I think I agree with that assessment. Um, it it looks like the official WWE UK show is coming sooner rather than later. Because uh, Ryan Satin, the former senior executive producer of TMZ that now runs his own wrestling site. I think it's called Pro Wrestling Sheet reported that Tyler Bate, Pete Dunn, Wolfgang, and Mark Andrews have signed new updated contracts uh, to apparently start running reg- regular bi-weekly house shows in the UK and start shooting whatever this new show is going to be called whenever they decide to start shooting it in the UK. And that's interesting. Um, I, it makes me, th- the the most interesting thing to me, and Kylan, I appreciate the call as, as always, is how is that show going to look? Like, I, I think they're going to go the progress, uh, progress route and do a minimalist approach. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, and I think they're at the crowd close to the ring, small venue, four hundred, five hundred people packed into a place, and 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 two, two camera setup, maybe even just really minimal, maybe three cameras probably, but uh, yeah. I'm going full death and vendetta. That's, I think it's important 
to, cause, you know, when they did the promo for the UK tournament, all them dudes was, uh, you know, on the, uh, the British wire. You know, everybody killed somebody. Everybody came up in a gang. Um, and so I think, you know, it, it fits the mode of what they're doing. Like, it should look gritty. It should be urban Mortal Kombat, as it were. Like, that's, I think that's what they tried to cultivate from the jump. So to put them in the, in the big rings and the big lights and the big grand entrances and stuff, I think that would kind of kill the vibe that they're trying to cultivate. So, yeah, I, I agree, and I think that's what they should go for. Yeah, yeah. I, and I just think that that's, uh, you know, it, it, you think about what they're willing to, like, put in money-wise to certain, you know, like NXT isn't any kind of uh you know money making entity it, yeah. it if it if in, if NXT breaks even in a month i mean that's like high five <laughs> season <laughs> right like yeah wow it was fucking it's killed it. so the uk thing it's just another subsidized federation or you know brand and yeah they're not going to be renting out these Buildings in, in the UK. I'm, I mean, even if the demand is there, I don't, I don't. I think they probably want it to be a certain look, but more importantly, I think they're do, going to do a lot to keep costs down. This is going to be a strip down, and I think that'll be a, a part of a, a, a sell a sell point, a selling point of the show. Look at this gritty, you know, not dirty or whatever, you know, but just this small venue. Passionate fans, 500 people packed into a place. You know, no, no video wall. You know, or you know, screen or anything. Just bare bones. That'll be interesting. What day you think that that show comes on? If it's if they do, uh, if they, well, if you would imagine, eventually they're going to do weekly shows, right? If he said bi-weekly, that's how they're planning on shooting it. So. Right, yeah. Well, he said bi-weekly house shows. But eventually, once mm-hmm. you get your foothold, you start, you know, just taping stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe I assume an hour show, not like a half-hour show. They could make it a half-hour show on Saturday, on Saturday night. NXT one week and run that the next week? No, NXT keeps its win- you know, Wednesday slot, Wednesday every night. Every or every Wednesday, but I just mean, uh, I, I just uh, the UK show you can have every, if you're going to do a weekly show, but you can just make it a half hour show, yeah. two matches and two a matches. promo or two, two matches, two promos every Saturday night at you know at eleven, maybe earlier, but yeah. <laughs> We got on the line here. You know what? Let me. Uh, I think we had an email. I wanted to get to. So he left it up to us, Mark. Oh, is this Mark from? Uh, I think it is Mark from Ontario. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. sent an email. Huh? Um. Go ahead. Um. So we'll. Uh, might as well get to it. And uh, since we usually talk to him in the. Uh, Live part. Let's read his email on the live part. Uh, so Mark says, uh, hi, Travis, uh, hi, Travis and Cam, uh, or Rich, if you say for VIP. Uh, first, I will put Travis over. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I definitely want the 
more the bigger audience to hear this. Uh, first, first, I will put Travis over. Really enjoyed the roundtable, as always, especially the whole Bailey thing. Uh, I'm sure you'll talk about that. I hope this is a stay-off TV, run training vignettes like they did in NXT and rebuild. Not sure if they'll do that, but what are your thoughts? How would you... Uh, how would you fix the Bailey, you know, right the Bailey ship? I'd have Bailey. I'd have Bailey get a match um, with Alexa some type of way. You don't need really but whatever. And having Alexa just, you know, tear her up and taunt her and this and that, and I'd have Bailey just run right through her. Um. No nonsense, no smiling, no playing to the crowd. I'd have Bailey just steamroller and win the match. Alexa, that is. And walk off. Yeah, steamroller Alexa. I would ever do it. Or even better, um, and you don't want to give somebody like that up at this point, but, like, let's even say, like, a Dana Brooke. Um, I, I would have Bailey's next match, whenever that is, just no nonsense, just run right through somebody. Um, and, and even have her do a promo maybe after the match or not even take a promo that week and just come back later and say, look, um, you know, when I got here, um, you know, I just thought that, you know, I thought things were going to go one way. I thought I could do things the way I'd been doing them. And, you know, it turns out, you know, when I, when I get to the big leagues, you know, sometimes I do have to, you know, I have to respect that my opponent doesn't respect me, and I have to go in there and do what I have to do, and I still love all the kids, and I'm still going to celebrate, but when I'm in that ring, i got to be business. i got to have my head in the game. Like, I think the biggest issue with Bailey is that it's hard to respect her when she does things that just don't make sense or when she has regrets. Like, you, um, you know, it's like, and this is to a lesser extent, but – you know, if Andre Iguodala dunks the ball instead of lays it up, the Cavs, not, or, yeah, Golden State might be on their way to their third championship. Like, that's possible. You know what I mean? So, I'd really if have to If he dunks the ball instead of laying it up? Yeah, instead of laying it up and lets LeBron chase him down for that block. Last year, game uh, seven. You know, so... You know, Bailey's whole thing was, you know, I'm 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 gonna play by the rules and I'm gonna do things the right way and you know, well, in the I mean I get your I get your analogy, but it's just not you know, dunking or laying up. They're both in the realm of the rules in the right way. No, you can't block your dunk from behind. You can't block your dunk from behind. Right, right, right. It's a part about the aggressive, like, no, you gotta yeah, go. You gotta you gotta take it home. So, and I mean, yeah. what got her was, in the context of the rules, she couldn't execute. So I think, um, I don't even know if you necessarily need to do anything behind the scenes or have her built back up, but I think next time she's in the ring, she's got to be aggressive and on the money and can't play to the crowd as much, and she has to go in there and get it. Um, and not even before the match, but once the bell rings, she has to go for it. And she can't have the the woe-is-me Bailey face that works so well coming up in NXT facing Nia Jax. Like, she can't have that. Like, she has to be straight-faced and go hard because she's the only one that shows fear and doubt. You know, and really, 
aside from Miz, like Miz, even though he's a coward, quote unquote, he'll cut tail and run, but he doesn't make a I'm scared of this guy. You know what I mean? Like, she has to exude more confidence. Um, and she has to hold her own in these back and forth promos. Also, don't ever let, let Stephanie be around her ever again. That'll also help. I don't think people really realize how much damage that did. Yeah. And, yeah, because, number one, I immediately remember that. Like, that was a a, a one-off backstage segment. Maybe it happened twice. But the one where, yeah, she really, like, cut her down is, like, yeah, totally I remember that. Like, and and at, at the time it was, yeah, like what the what the fuck that that now I look at Bailey kind of different. <laughs> like you just took that. Travis, did they expect her when these things were happening and when people were shooting at her like that? Did they expect her to fire back? Like in an environment that's so built on sticking to the script and reading your lines and not deviating from what we say you should do. Did they expect her to snap back or clap back? Like at at any of these promos, because if not, they did all of this to her. They management, you mean, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if they did yeah, yeah. No, this is this. They did all. And of I get, I get to that in, in in my article that I wrote. Like, yeah, this has all been like just a horrible failure of booking and creative. You know, I mean, going back to the whole getting help from Sasha Banks and not acknowledging it. Yeah. And and really what started that was the announcers and them pushing the, at the narrative before, before – and then she had to play into it. Because the point yeah. – the, the, they were – like her friend came out to counter some uh, some other stuff. And that's, that's like book. totally fine within the realm of – you know of everything that we're used to, and then they hit, they push that uh, that idea so strong, so hard that then they had to make up for. Because because I assume a lot of people were like me, and you know, even though your Wade Kellers were gonna had to kind of set him like straight, like look, this is not she was not a heel or any kind of she didn't win the wrong way. She, she her friend countered some, uh, some had to kept her from, whatever. We all run, no need to reiterate. But then the next week and month, when they were like, okay, let's make it very obvious that without Sasha Banks' help and interference, Bailey wouldn't have won or hold on, and then not acknowledge it, that did so much yeah, damage. Not, so much. And not, her not saying, yeah, her not saying, like, look, Sasha came like, look, Sasha, like, I appreciate it, but the fuck, man? But she should have said it in the ring, though. Like, when Charlotte was chastising her, she could have just as easily said, look, Dana came out to help you, and if you had won, you wouldn't have said a word. Sasha came right, out right, to Right, right, but she stood her, there with the fucking dickhead look. Like, yeah. you're right, I know. Like, oh, like, maybe you're right. Yeah, like, maybe you're, yeah. But again, that's, that's one, of the, one of the things that they've missed on Bailey so much. Bailey doesn't see what's going on right in front of her and can't talk about what's going on right in front of her. How hard would it be for her in, in, in John Cena mode to tell Alexa, I've beaten people better than you, and I'll beat you? How hard is that? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't Bailey 
who who was NXT Women's Champion after, you know, arguably the the greatest match in NXT history with her and Sasha, where she showcased all her abilities. Like, why is she turning tail for like Alexa the, Bliss? Like the only woman she has not beaten is is Oscar, and that's totally understandable. And nobody has. Yeah. Everybody else she's beaten and beaten convincingly. Even even Nia Jax at a, at a few points in NXT and in, in, on in, on Raw. So yeah, yeah. It, there's 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 a lot to to unpack with uh, with why the Bailey character went wrong went wrong. But it's such an easy fix. It's not complicated. You can go to cam route where you where you where she just puts her head down. Like, you know what? I'm not going to. You know what? Maybe not even. Don't even. Blow up my my wavy wacky waving guys, or if they do, like all right, yeah, they're there, but I'm not playing into it. Like, or you can do like Mark suggested, maybe keep her, keep her off TV for a while, show that she's refocusing, refocused, refocusing, and whatever. You can come up with you know some good vignettes, uh, you know, over the course of three to six weeks to uh, you know bring her back uh, strong and refocused and with uh, some renewed uh, interest. Um, like, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's such an easy fix. Yeah. Or you can just not stop treating her like a fucking goo, uh, a, a goofball yeah. and a doofus. Like from here on out, and it'll eventually fix Lady itself. Cena. And in six months from now, Cena's we'll be like, oh wow, Bailey's back on track. I haven't even noticed. Like Cena smiles the whole way to the ring and runs in full sprint and is excited. But when the bell rings, he's dead ass. Right, that's your and point. And right, right. pull nothing oh, on. Like, yeah, like you said, like Mark's way is definitely a good way to do it. But either way, like it, it really is an easy fix. Just don't make her look like an asshole. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's all you have to do. Hmm. Uh, real quick, back to shilling merch. Uh, we just got a tweet from uh, from Will Johnson, who's listened to this show for a long time and definitely listens to the. South Congress podcast. Um, he got his he got his box of goodies. So South Congress fan by fan mug, fan by fan uh, X Men sticker, South Congress logo sticker, South Congress fan by fan lightning bolt stickers. So and it looks good. Like I'm good. Yeah, I'm like all right. That's a quality looking mug. Or, I mean, the mugs, that's not hard to get, but it looks like it's not just some, you know, sprayed on or stickered on logo. It's like, a, you know, it's going to last through washing and all that stuff. You'll have that mug for a while. So that's cool. <laughs> uh, so, so I got this... Uh, this new book called The Goddamned, right? Uh, uh, trade paperback. <laughs> and Carlos, who I'm just looking at his tweet, he on on Instagram says that uh, he says I'm going to need a shower after reading The Goddamned. So, I mean, with a title like The Goddamned, I assume so. Anyway, shout out to Carlos, who called in a couple uh, a week or two ago. Um, 
All right, second question for Mark. Second, is Nakamura phoning it in? If he had more, when he if he had more, when will uh, when will I guess if he has more, when will we see it? And why haven't haven't we seen it yet? He just doesn't seem to be the killer he's supposed to be, and thus uh, so far, uh, thus far he seems flat uh, to me. And other than the interest, having a sale for Dolph and Kevin Owens to an extent doesn't reflect how dangerous he apparently is. Well, again, I don't, I mean, these are guys that he's going to have to be facing. He's on the roster with these guys. He's not, what, okay, so people are obviously, it seems like you're, you're upset, and that might be strong, but he's not, the, the brand isn't being built around Shinsuke Nakamura. He's not the end-all, be-all. It seems like some people are going to be happy unless he's booked as the end-all, be-all. That seems, uh, yeah, it seems a little, I don't know. And again, like I said earlier, he's on the roster now. He's, you know, not in a negative way, but he's one of the guys. He's got to wrestle 200 times a year now, and... You know, he wasn't in NXT, where he, you know, dominated everybody. Uh, Cam, any thoughts? More thoughts on Nakamura? Yeah, he can't not, you know, he can't not be on TV every week. Um, But, and when you immediately push a guy to the top, like, you know, he was what? He won a single match, and then he's in the Money in the Bank match. Like, he has to be put into the ecosystem. Like, he can't kill the guys, even though he's beating them, because um, he's, what, 4-0 since he's going to the main roster? Um, he can't, uh, pay-per-view. you know, kill the guys. Couple, yeah, something like said, that. Yeah, like 4-0, 5-0. But he, he can't, yeah. you know, he, he has to have competitive matches with these guys he's going against. Because they're all in this main event matchup together at the pay per view, um, and you know a part of that is like he does have to sell, and he's and he's really good at selling. Like his build, him being you know kind of tall and lanky, allows him to kind of flop around in ways that more compact guys can't, and it looks as convincing. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think as long as people are reacting to that entrance, as long as they're singing along with the song, he's good. Um, they you know however this money in the bank turns out. He has to have something good through SummerSlam, though. I really think so. Um, but, like, if you look at his match with Sami Zayn, I thought uh, way back at NXT, I thought he got the most of that matchup, but I thought because it was competitive is what made it look so good. So, um, yeah, I, again, I'm super fine Yeah, with I mean, he's I, good yeah. and he's a striker and all that. He's not mm-hmm. Bra- Braun Strowman. He's not a guy yeah. that's going to go in there and just physically impose his will. He's not Brock Lesnar. It's not going to physically impose people. It's going to wear people down with precision strikes and 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 holds. And he's going to get punched in the face and slammed. Like, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, and, and I think it's just that he's just not dominating. Like, I wanted to see Shinsuke go in there and just be a killer and dominate Dolph and beat him in five, eight minutes, not have this 16-minute Match where for real, for real. If you, I'm sure if you were go to go move by move, Dolph got the majority of the offense in that match. 
I don't even think that's a debate. Yeah. You know, it was a 60-40 kind of match. Not even, you know, 55-45. It was just overwhelmingly one guy got more than the other. And uh, so, yeah, that's what people wanted. They wanted they want to see him just go in there and just murder people and give everybody, you know, CTE with his knees. And that'd be great for three months, and then what? And then what do you do? Because you got scorched earth then. Yeah. Right, and ran through everybody. So, all right, let's, uh, anything happening in the chat room? Nope. Just Boris in there talking to himself. How about a sit-down interview letting Bailey talk about how she feels? Yeah. I mean, that's not, I think you do that, you incorporate with that with one or the other, whether it's vignettes or, like, Cam's idea for how she, you know, approaches matches now. Yeah, totally. Matter of fact, yes. Like, the fact that we didn't think of that is, yeah, like, of course. Of course, a good promo or interview is is what's needed. And with Renee Young. Raw or not. Yeah. With Renee like, Young. Renee Young yeah. needs to be like, you know, ask some, ask the obvious questions that they don't typically want to ask. Like, is it, is there something to what Alexis said? I mean, clearly there's something to what Alexis said. You had the damn, you got the stick, you got the kendo stick, and you stood there like a fucking twerp. <laughs> Got it t- taken from you and wore out with the same with that very stick. It's embarrassing and pinned in five minutes. She should say it just like that. Like, how is that? How is it? You know, feel to take that embarrassing loss? Somebody to say something about you and then utterly prove it. Like and why and 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 then go way to sell out Superwoman like what the fuck or not or, or Wonder Woman like what the hell yeah. Bailey thought you were inspired Wonder Woman would have I, fucking rocked Alexa Bliss with that getting those stick no hesitation <laughs> nope what a what a what a caught bone with that right so. All right, let's see who we got. Oh, wait, were we done the email? No, we were not. <laughs> uh, last, I thought Joe's, I thought, I thought Joe was awesome this week on the promo. Do you think this leads to a pull-apart brawl on Monday, and where do they go from there, given the amount of uh, amount of time to be filled before the pay-per-view? Uh, thanks for taking my email, and have a great week. Mark from Ontario. Yeah, how do they handle Monday? How? What's that confrontation like? Man, I if you do it this Monday, I say don't have them touch again until the pay per view. Um, I don't know. I think because of how physical Joe is, you feel like Brock's gonna want to get physical with him. You know. Um, is this the time yeah. to try to recreate the pull apart him and Lesnar and Undertaker had three years ago? Like, is I mean, that if, something if you can do? Right. Really like the most like, like to me, the the other most memorable pull apart brawl is Joe and Angle in T N A. 
two guys that are in you know you know the recent memory of having being a part of two of the best Boulevard brawls in the last you know eight years ten years. That's uh, yeah. This brawl they got three pull apart segments, one per hour. <laughs> a pull apart yeah, brawl can main event each hour of the show. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I said earlier, and I also I just they need to redeem themselves from that Paul Heyman. I mean, make people forget how they got Lesnar there because that was I thought did not make Lesnar look like uh, high level championship top number one prize fighter guy that he's supposed to be. So anyway, appreciate the email, Mark. As always, um, we'll get to. Uh, Got an email from young Ross Mitchell. We'll get to that in a bit. Let's uh, head back to the Constellation Lines and bring on 1111. So international or Skype or both. You hear a beep? That's you. Who's this? Where are you from? Hey, it's Craig from Toledo. What's up, Craig? What's going on, Craig? What's going on, guys? It, there's no beep anymore. It just says unmuted. I don't know if that's just my my thing or if it's a. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, no, that's it's it's yeah, no, it's it's that's the thing. That's what it does. Unmuted. That's okay. It. it used to be. It's um, been unmuted for years now. Okay. Yeah. Um. I loved your uh your Bailey, your Bailey rant the other night on the uh the uh, the round table. Yeah, I was like, I was at, I was at work and I was like laughing my ass off listening to this. Like, he don't, they don't know good people. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh right, they don't know what it, they don't know good. They don't know Bailey. They don't know how to baby faces. Yeah. Or they don't know how to book pure yeah. baby faces, not scumbag baby faces that will you know do heel stuff. Just pure good people. They don't relate. They don't know how to fake it like they used to at least. Yeah. I mean, Bruno was a guy. Hogan was a guy. I mean, Tito was a guy. I mean, they used to know how to do it. They now it's like, no, nah, nobody wants pure baby faces. It's you know, it's 2017. It's like, like no man, like that shit lasted the antihero. People want that still, but they, there's room for just that, you know, pure baby face. And and in my article, I was like, and then I was like, is it is it a coincidence that? The, the three people I focused on, Sami Zayn, American Alpha, and Bailey, are like pure baby faces, right? There's not a lot of edge to a lot of the, to any of those characters, right? But they're all good at what they do. Yeah, they're all, telling, you know, I'm not. That's not a knock at all, at all. <laughs> you know, um, they're just, you know, characters that don't have. The, that are just that blunted ed- edges, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Greg. Appreciate the. Uh, I I like the. I like the Sami Zayn. The I, I mean, if they if they just let him win once in a while, I like the whole neurotic thing, because I mean that's a character that's not been done. You know, it's different. Maybe I it's don't a mind that whole like, these like, guys are like fighting with his hands and all the. Sh- yeah, I mean, but but these guys are fighters, and 
you know, it's, it's not the office. It's not like, oh, well, we'll have our neurotic, like, unsure of himself character. Like, no, fighters aren't. No, no. Like, you, those types of personalities don't get into fighting for a living. Like, there's a reason I don't mean boxers and, and, and MMA guys are stereotypically, like, meatheads. Not that they can't be smart or have other interests besides punching people in the face, but they're they're driven by competition, and that's a certain personality trait. This unsure of himself, that person's not going to get in the ring or in a, in a, in a whatever in an octagon with somebody that you know just because they're so unsure of themselves. I, ooh, I don't want to get hit. What if I, I don't lose, they might see. Be. I, <laughs> I don't see Sammy Zayn. Well, I mean, as a, as a person. I don't see him as a, unsure of himself. I think he is like that. I don't. I don't mean like the way they're doing his neuroticness is right, but I think it is like an amplified version of who he is. Uh, from what I've like heard from other wrestlers talking about Sammy and dealing with him, like I liked him on uh, table or not table or what's it called, uh, ride along. Like him on ride along, I want him to be that, like because that's different. But he's not unsure of himself. He's just weird. And he's like that on, on social media. He's, like, really amped up. He's, I mean, but he's not unsure of himself. It's just weirdly – I don't want to say neurotic because, I mean, that's what they're trying to portray him as because that's all they can see him as. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I just think they should Did take you see him, the if that's a part of his personality that they're like, oh, let's amplify that. They should – think about going in a different direction like with the you know he's a vulgar guy like everybody talks about sammy you can't have a conversation you can't go two sentences without cursing or saying fuck it's hard to do that in 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 this environment but you know there's there's something to that i don't i don't know just doesn't have to be the what he is yeah I also liked your uh, cage match commentary. The, um, <laughs> I didn't even think about it at the time. Me and my friend were watching it, and we're just we, – we didn't get it at all, like, this whole – Oh, wait, like, what? When Matt was pulling Sheamus out from keeping Sheamus from leaving? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were like, the first match of the – the first part of the match sucked, and then it oh. was great until – and then you yeah. said, and that and that was great until he could have just walked out right behind him. Right, Cesaro's knocked out in the middle, the in the middle of the ring. Cesaro's knocked out in the middle of the ring. Jeff is on the outside already. He already escaped. Cesaro, uh, uh, Sheamus goes for the door, and Jeff stands there for 15, 20, 30, 40 seconds, like, mm, I ain't letting you go. It's like, let him go and just follow behind him, and you guys win. Because Jeff is already <laughs> outside, and Cesaro's behind you, knocked out on his back. <laughs> and I was just like, this is just stupid. Why are you keeping him in? If anything, let him go. I didn't you climb over, even if you don't follow behind him. Oh, he might slam the door in your face. Okay. Then turn around, climb up. Because, again, Cesaro is on his back. But, yeah. I didn't think about it while I was watching it, but when you said it, I remembered it in my head. This is like a day later. I remembered it, and I'm like, yeah, that made no freaking sense at all. I didn't think about it at the time, though. 
we, we ended up, uh, me and my friend were, were here watching it. Um, and we had a good time watching it. I, I, lo- I liked the pay-per-view overall. And I loved Raw. Yeah, I gave it seven, but seven the, points. The, uh, yeah, we ended up, uh, me and my friend both ended up calling in. I don't know if you heard the uh, when we called into um, Parks and um, Pat McNeil. I did. Not. I like calling in, talking to them guys after the pay per views when I'm all drunk. And uh, <laughs> I said, <laughs> "No, we, we were both drunk, and it was hilarious. It was like one o'clock in the morning by the time the show was over. But uh, at one point, I said." I still don't know why they have cages on the doors. And then, and then Pat goes, "Doors on the cages." I'm like, "Yeah, that, that's what I meant. That's that's what I meant." That's when you knew it was. And then my friend, he, I'm, I'm sorry, Cam. I didn't hear that. No, I said, I said that's when you knew you were at the limit when they uh, had, had doors on the or cages on the doors. That's that's a tipping point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I knew that I was. That's that's when I knew that I couldn't drive. Yeah, no, no, I knew. <laughs> no, we we were drinking all day. Uh, my friend ended up. Uh, he called in for the. Uh, I think for the second. I think this is the second straight, or maybe it's the second time he called after I did. Because we did this once before. Like he call or I call, and then he calls after that, and it, it's we're sitting right next to each other. And but it was really funny. I don't I don't think you guys heard it because you would have said something. But uh, he ended up saying um, at the end of the call, he, he dropped the mic on. So if Ted DiBiase were to hook up with Sasha, would would it be money in the banks? I'll talk to you later, guys. And then Greg Parks and Pat McNeil just like couldn't. Couldn't no keep thing? a straight face. They had to go to break. Oh, that was <laughs> that's that. hilarious. That's really good. What else do you yeah. do that segment? That's it. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have not much to do. Um, the, how does Raw go from so bad to so good? Like it was bad for a while, and then they went to like a great like nine star Raw in one week. Were they like saving it up? I think a lot of that has to do with coming out of the pay per view. Um, I think you know that um you know, the period between WrestleMania and the first pay per view is really you know, it, it's kind of a holding pattern because a lot of times they repeat a lot of the things that they did on the previous card. Um, it was a chance for them to do something fresh, one. Uh two you have, you know, all these top contenders. Um, somebody comes out kind of ahead of the pack, and you know kind of where he's headed. Uh, you did have, you know, title changes as far as uh, Miz and Cesaro and Sheamus, and then they, you know, did things to further their characters. Um, and even the undercard stuff like, uh, you know, uh, my man Titus not knowing Cesaro's name. I mean, it was, it was just good. You know, it's a, a lot of good things all around. Um, everybody plays to their strength. Yo, I'm really thinking, um, while, while we're talking about, you know, the entirety of the card, yo, I really think, yo, Enzo, uh, Kansas busting Enzo up, man. Gotta be. Like. You think what? That's not good enough for me. I think Kansas is jumping Enzo himself, man. 
Oh yeah, and he set himself up with the. What was the chain in the hand? Like, what, what was that? Was that his chain? I don't I, understand that. I don't see the end game though. A clue. I'm like, wait, don't yeah, you all wear chains? Well, it doesn't make sense. That like, he say he had up, like if New but, Day was still on the roster and he had a handful of bright blue. Uh, baby blue uh, fabric, Unicorn you know, no logo or anything, but you know, it's like, oh shit, I think it was the new day, you know, like so having it, like, oh, here's this chain, like, I'm so confused, I still don't know what that was about. Is it gonna be, is it gonna be broken? Matt was jumping them, cause that would be cool. Hmm. Oh, that would be great. Oh, that would be phenomenal. Like some kind of split personality, Matt. Like, like Matt that. Hardy's like, yep. what? I didn't. I wasn't there. And then they show him footage. He's like, that. I. <laughs> how was that me? Like, I didn't. I don't remember I, any I was, of this. Yeah. I was taking a nap in the back. Yeah, yeah like Fight Club. I was, I was just blacks out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I think there's been a bit of a philosophy change uh, in the booking of Raw the last few weeks. It seems like I'm getting the, a feel of how it used to feel, like in the, like the the, the mysteries, like we're getting like a good mystery, you know, even the stuff with Kurt Angle and Corey Graves, like, you know, they just seem to have this idea of let's not give everything away immediately, like it's okay, like they're realizing like it's okay to set something up one week and pay it off six weeks from there, not one or two weeks from then. You know, like, no, stretch the thing out, make it interesting, make people go, hey, what, what's this thing with curtain text, you know, and, you know, <laughs> you like people like Cam, you know, and get on social media and, and, and slander Kurt's good name with what could possibly in the, be in those texts. Yep. Uh, so it's it's it seems like there's just been a, to me, there's just a different feel uh, of uh, for, of Raw, and unfortunately, it's the ratings are you know going the other way. Like uh, we've had a couple good Raws in a row, and uh, it's been some really pathetic ratings. The now, Memorial Day one was just here's oh, what's gonna here's here's what's gonna happen next week because the the Warriors are gonna sweep. There won't be a game five on Monday night. It's supposed to be game five on Monday night. Now the Brock's gonna show up and 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 everybody's looking forward to this Brock and Joe stuff. So they're gonna think Brock is the reason for this is the drawing power and all the ratings boosts and all that. It's gonna be like no, there was a lot of factors. The writing was great. The Joe stuff was awesome. The you know it, it had very little to do with Brock himself. I mean, I don't think that's fair. I mean, he's still going to show up, and people are going to are excited about that, no, especially no, now. It, with it, he he would be he would contribute to the bump, but I'm saying he's not the reason for the entire bump. Like if they do a whatever a two point five or whatever, they bump like you know <laughs> half a point, and I mean, they're gonna they're gonna say, oh, it's Brock. No, it's there's a lot of factors. It's not just Brock yeah. showing up because all Brock's gonna do is show up, and maybe there will be a pull apart or something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get I get your point, but I don't know if I agree with it. Well, 
Oh, snap. Is that a real picture? Chuck Liddell and Conor McGregor? No way. Uh, it's from nine years ago today at UFC 85. Chuck Liddell took this picture with a young Conor McGregor nine years ago today. Nice. <laughs> All right, Craig, anything else for us? Yeah, I got a couple things. Um, yeah, yeah. Your Usos... Uso's ethnic stereotype argument um, thing. I think a lot of the reason that people are so they 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 think that they're um, it's like an ethnic stereotype is because they're used to WWE being so far off on that kind of stuff. It's like we're yeah. predisposed to thinking that WWE is going to get it wrong on this, so they're they're coming in with their you know. With the bias is already against WWE. Yeah, yeah. I just think once I think if you get like say you hit their running vignettes and you go, oh, this is going to be this one way and whatever. But once you see it and feel it, you know, a couple of times, it's like, but they're healed, so it's not like you're going for pops. But I just don't. The crowd is just, you know, not. I just don't think they know what to make of it because, you know, they're not, like we talked about earlier, like they just, they don't live that life. They don't know people from the, you know, from the Bay Area that, 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 that talk and dress like that, you know, like. And, you know, and to the New Day's credit, New Day sold it exactly like you're supposed to sell it. Like, like they were getting busted on, not like. You know, they didn't sell it like the well, nation sold uh, blackface. You know, yeah, and Biggie was like, "I hey, like that." My bra like that, and then Kofi was like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, my okay, okay, like that." Like they you. sold it very well. Um, yeah. It was, yeah. I Did mean, you see was, Biggie cover up his boobs? That was fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> they sold it, it over very well. <laughs> and so, yeah, like you could, I, I think you know, next week you're going to see something good. Uh, again, between them, as far as promos go, like, and, and and Craig, you're right. Like, if anything, like the thing I think he'll get the most credit for, maybe in his career, is the late game revelation that was Mark Henry. Um, you know, big, strong, mean, talking like somebody's mean dad. You know, like that. It, it was just such a rarity to have somebody actually come out and be big and mean and not have it sound like the bad guy on a Saturday morning cartoon. You know, um, well, that's, and, and that's what's so, so different from anything that's been presented. That's what's so hard about, yeah, like with the Titus stuff. It's like I know Titus is doing amazing stuff. I love it. I mean, I'm laughing my ass off. I could see that as a character, but they have such a history of screwing this up and being mm-hmm. so. I I don't want to say racist, but I mean they they are. They they don't understand no. anything. It goes from authentic to wacky really, really easily. Like, it just jumps that line. Right. It really does. Uh, Over the top. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it does. I think um, – but, but, yeah, the Usos are just um, – they were really charismatic as ethnic baby faces because that's what they were. When you put on war paint and do a dance uh, before your match, like, it's, it's an ethnic gimmick. Um, they, they were really good at that, and it was over with the crowd and – I think, you know, we, we should always respect them for the stuff that they did with the Wyatts, like uh, Rowan and Harper. Like, those matches were really, really good. Um, 
And, you know, now they're playing the other side of the coin, but still with a lot of charisma, and they're just so convincing. And they're just, even like the, the, the comedy stuff that they did with uh, Brizongo, like they didn't look silly coming out of it. They got caught in some funny spots every now and again, but they were still, you know, wrestling hard and used tactics to win. Um, right. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, that again, was, I, I, I was big against the Brizango stuff, especially in all the comedy and the title match, but I don't think once that I ever, like, saying, oh, and the Usos look so bad coming out of this, or, mm-hmm. yeah, that's like that's a unique situation where you can have mm-hmm. a, you know, segment of that magnitude like, over the comedy and blah, 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 and then one team's just something I'd love to talk to those guys to see if, like, if they had any input on the changing of their characters as the, uh, you know, as American Alpha came up. Because that was, again, like, that was American Alpha's spot as as top babyface on the show. And they just, they just, uh, you know, they played up that, 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 you know, Usos had this respect for them, and they were the top two babyface tag teams, and we watched that morph. And I just feel like, not that there was anything wrong with their game, but they found a, another another style, another gear when American Alpha came up. And I just, as big a proponent as I am of American Alpha as a group, like I can't say they should be above the Usos right now for any reason. Well, one of the reasons they turned, and again, plug for the art, my article, as I brought this up when I talked about American Alpha, was they even turned to Usos heel because they had nobody for American Alpha to, to feud with. Yep. Like, nobody. Okay. And that was Not, a bigger, wait, larger part of why enough, uh, they weren't able to, to get over. Huh? You, you saying the Ascension wasn't a good enough uh, team to uh, feud with? You say, right. I, yeah, I was talking about the roadblocks coming up against damn... I need kids. I got kids. Uh, Slater and Rhino. Them determining yep. their determination to get them over. And then having nobody to work with except the Ascension. Uh, then turning uh, Usos and then taking them both off TV for four or six weeks at a time with no explanation. Nope. <laughs> What's happening? And taking yeah, them off so. WrestleMania. Yeah. Huh? They were oh, the tag well, team was, They weren't even on WrestleMania. They did not have a SmackDown tag match. They, they were in the... Uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royale. That's, that's when they said something. They yeah. did. They had the big, didn't they they have did the big match that's when they did. leading up to WrestleMania? Like, oh, we're going we're gonna mm-hmm. to get this out of Yeah, they were supposed to be on. They were at least something. Not dope. So. Uh, the last thing I have, the last thing I have is, uh, well, I wanted to say, by the way, the new shirts look awesome. And uh, the, I like the one, uh, the... Black superhero, most of all, I'm I'm gonna get it, but I got new, uh, an XT ticket tomorrow. I gotta get for uh, Brooklyn, so oh, yeah, I'm gonna I try to you, like you know design, save up. Yeah, pace yourself. <laughs> pace oh yourself. man, it's sweet. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know. Man, yeah, that was a, yeah, that was fun to make, man. But um, yeah, yeah, just uh, again, we we appreciate you uh, supporting us on that end, and we'll keep uh, keep putting out. Uh, good content and then good design. So hopefully, uh, you know, yeah. you can jump back in and shout You're great. Again, You're now. great at that design, dude. And then I'll leave I, you guys. I, with I think this, I might uh, have an eye for it. I think <laughs> you definitely do, dude. I was Fair wearing way. my shirt today. Uh, the the Dean uh, the Dean Ambrose. And I know uh, Dean's your favorite guy, Trav. That you've said before. Um, he's my favorite guy too. 
I was really hoping that Dean wouldn't even come out. And Miz would just go insane thinking that Dean's always going to attack him. All right, I'll leave you guys alone. And just be Thank you. Yeah, I... Trev, is, is he the odd man out now? Like, is he going to feud with Miz forever? Is he going to feud with the Drifter? Like, is he is he going to be back in, you know, title contention? Because, you know, that easily could have been... If he didn't have the IC title, it could have been a, a six-pack challenge, you know, with him up there. Like, he's... Is he the new Jericho? Like, I can exist in the mid-card and jump up to the main event, you know, whenever needed, and still be respected as such when you want me there, but I'm mainly going to operate at this level. Like, is, is that, you know, where he's uh, where he's kind of slotted? Well, I don't think permanently. I think, well, actually, that actually might be a yes to your question because that was what Jericho was. He just was, you know, like you just described, he was – always there in the upper mid-card, and when you needed him uh, for whatever, two, three, six months at a time to be in the main event picture, you you, you know, you were able to quickly transition him into a, a main eventer again. And then when that was it, you know, he's back down the card facing younger talent, and it doesn't matter. Yo, who is she? She's kind of fine. Should he have stayed? You you think if if somebody could have stayed on SmackDown, you think it should have been him, or do you think Raw? Because I mean, even though he's not in the main event picture, he's a he occupies a very large spot on Raw. Like he is, you know, between him and Miz, that is the the upper mid card. You know, the two of them, and they do a, a very good job and play off each other well, and that's a real bona fide rivalry built on different personalities. Like it's good, um, you know, but you wonder. You know, the guy who's up there feuding with, with Cena and AJ, you know, what, six months ago? Um, you know, where where he's going to kind of – where he's going to settle in. Because I'm, I'm sure the checks are nice, and he's, you know, he's their, their reliable guy who doesn't get hurt and is always there for a match and always seems to bring his best. Um, but is that like, – as weird as that sounds, is that being held against him? Him being reliable, does, does that keep yeah. him, you know, slotted maybe where he is? I don't, I don't think so. Not in that way. Um, I'd look at it the other way, that him being reliable is keeping him from being a notch even below Mm. where he is, a notch or two. You know, him just being the guy that you look – I think it still holds up. You know, you you look 2013, 2014, you know, if he's still – that trend continues into the last two years that he's wrestled the most matches out of anybody – Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the kind of thing that that ingratiates you to to Vince and to management. Not they're not going to. I, I just you know as weird as they are with their psychology and stuff, I, I just don't see that as a Death Valley driver. Okay, Peyton Royce. <laughs> uh, Peyton Royce hitting, hitting DVDs on people. Yeah, but but she kicked out, and the and she's facing this. I'm going to call her a jobber chick because she just kicked out of what was clearly intended to be a finisher because she snapped after she kicked out. But this woman, she is cute, and she's wearing these, like, jean shorts and leather, kind of leather top, sports bra-y looking-y thing. And she's got her fist taped. That's the thing. She's got her fist taped like Triple H or CM Punk. 
And it's just, like the Lady Ambrose out there. And it just gives her this quality of she's going to beat somebody the fuck up. And she's fine. And she got a fucking rack on her. Hmm? <laughs> Ooh! And she's going to beat her with a shiny wizard one. Two. Oh, no, she kicked out. She hit her with a shining wizard. So she's, you know. She's doing all the right a certain amount right of now. credibility to her, yeah. So, all right. But, yeah, that was a good call, Craig. I appreciate you. Let's see who else we got on the line here. It's, uh, ah, Peyton got the win. Oh, did you see Alexa busted her lip up? Like, not just a cut. I think she, like, like next week we're going to see, like, a scab, like, dark scab on her lip. Like, it looked cut open. Like, some of the skin was missing. Like, shit, who did that? Yeah, at least. Hang in there. I see you've been on hold for about an hour, but we're coming to you. Let's uh, let's talk to Darrell. Darrell, what's happening? Can you guys hear me? How you doing, Cal? How you doing, Cal? What's happening? Darrell, before you ask any questions, man, talk about that Wonder Woman. Man, good good story, good good action. Um, Better than, to me, it was better than Batman versus Superman. Um, but if DC was looking at it to be the lifesaver, I don't think so. To a point, I don't think it's gonna revigorize, uh, however they said the franchise when it comes to the movie series. But it was a pretty good movie. They need, and I, and I'm, I'm kind of purposely dancing around it right now. But they, what they need is to. I don't know if they've started with Flash or Aquaman or Cyborg, but they really need to look at how this movie was handled and say, we can do things of this vein and they'll be successful. Um, like with that movie beat projections by about 25 million, right? Because I think you underestimate, um, well, I think they underestimated the audience and how much not just women, but people revere this character and wanted to see this character. And all the reviews that came out, it's like a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes. So, so it's really, really good. Um, Darrell, I'm absolutely not somebody who cares what a person in the movie looks like, but, uh, you know, Gal Gadot is just gorgeous. And I don't know what makeup they put on her. I don't know how they told her to hold her face. I don't know if they said, I need you to have this doe-eyed look the whole movie, but she's gorgeous. And I think if somebody like me who doesn't play into things like that, couldn't stop staring at the screen. Like, that's something that people who do care about those things, like, really ate up. So I, I just think you can really – here's the thing. Like you said, it was better than Batman versus Superman. You know what was the biggest difference to me other than the movie making sense? This movie was actually about her motivations, you know? It may have been Batman and Superman. Yeah. Batman and Superman did not have motivations in, in BVS, you know? Like, they weren't moving towards anything. They just had to fight each other because of happenstance. Um, it was just really well done, and it was funny, and 
she's a really endearing personality. And Chris Pine, I think the weirdest thing was they, they said a movie during World War One, But when I, when I say weird, what I mean is how are the characters going to react? Are they going to function as if they exist during that time? And he really was good at that. He was a gentleman and he was thoughtful, and he cared about people around him, and he responded like a spy does in war to things. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, that was a really good movie. So you're right. Like, it can't he all was of a sudden fix Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, he was a character that was in there to bolster up her base and what she believed in when it came to fighting for others and believing in, believing in something else, like, she believed in the other part that Aries did not believe that what he felt like mankind failed at. He was the glimmer of hope that she seen in being around those people. Like when she first made it to the front line and seeing and wanting to cross that um, no man, no man's land. Mm-hmm. Which was you a know, great set piece, by the way. Like they. They really did a good job on a small budget, by the way. They did a really good job, and they just like, – I don't know, you know, what's, what can happen with Justice League like this late in the game. You know, all, all due respect to Zack Snyder dealing with family problems and, and all the power to him, like, I don't know how that movie's going to turn out. But for these solo movies, they got to look at Wonder Woman and say, this, this is how this is supposed to go. This is the tone that we can set, and we can work from this. But, yeah, just – uh. I think really good, and there there are a bunch of reviews and stuff out there. I don't know how much more like I'm going to talk about it because Travis doesn't go see movies when he's supposed to, but um, but yeah, uh, just just really good. So Darrell, since I since I cut you off and told you what you had to talk about, uh, go ahead. Okay, um, well just to say a couple more things about what you said with Wonder Woman, her beauty is not that not just only that she's beautiful because she's a beautiful woman. It's because how they wrote her, how she acts in the movie. She played mm-hmm. the part. She looked like a warrior when it was time for her to be a warrior, even though she looked beautiful. So it even made her beauty stand out even more. So no, she was she, fighting. She, she was really fighting people and, and looked strong and tough and and looked and not even strong and tough. I think you have to look athletic to be Wonder Woman because yeah, like even in even in uh, Batman vs Superman, like Superman all due respect to Superman, he's not athletic. He's big and he's strong and he hits hard, but he's not because he doesn't have to. He's not hit the cartwheel here. He's not, uh, you know, dodge things athletically here. But no, she looked like she had been trained to fight all her life and was damn good at it. Like even the little kid that they had uh, doing the shadow boxing while she was watching them fight was good. Like they, yeah, they just. Whoever was the fight choreographer in this movie, the area trainer, like needs all the credit in the world because it. She, she looked great when she was yeah. when she was first cast. I, I, my instinct, first instinct was she's not. She doesn't look like Wonder Woman, as far as like like is like Wonder Woman is supposed to be like fit and like I would expect somebody that was bigger and taller and mm-hmm. maybe more toned. Like the woman gal uh, just seemed way too regular, way too. I mean, she's a perfectly fine, fit woman, but she just seems too skinny, seemed too skinny and too short, mm-hmm. but like we've, you know, learned from, you know, pro wrestling. Uh, yeah, if you can bust ass, you can bust ass. Yeah. And she, and it's interesting, they only really had like two 
big, uh, you know, uh, Amazonians. One of them right from right here in Austin, uh, and uh, <laughs> she'll really bust your ass in real life. But um, but no, yeah, I, I think that was like at first she does look like kind of small for the role, but it was completely convincing. It really was. Sure it was. And two things, um, the two last things. Good to see color in the DC movie, <laughs> making it look like the real world, like, like the sun, the sunset, and the sun rises, <laughs> and it's color, and it's not all dark. Yeah, and it was, and it was dreary when it had to be dreary. You know what I mean? But like the, uh, like the mascara, the mascara was gorgeous. Like it was, it was green, and the waters were blue around it, and. You know, it wasn't until they have to go somewhere else in the world that it really changes. But even the um, the uh, what the mansion that they went to, the castle they went to, like the the woods out there, like looked really cool. And I mean, even when they get to like, I like how her fighting is large scale, world changing fighting, um, in a different vein than it was in BVS. Um, she's dealing with chemical weapons and all kinds of stuff. Like it was just, yeah, it was, it looked great. It was a great-looking movie, and it was a very good movie. Yeah, and the last thing, she did what Superman supposed to be. She inspired hope, something that yeah. when you look at Superman as a figure, that's what he's supposed to. When you see that ass, it's supposed to inspire hope. He, that's what he brings to the Justice League, is hope. So understanding that and knowing that they're supposed to bring him back in Justice League and knowing the past two movies, and if they're not going to change up his character at all, I don't understand how you could say that he inspires hope. <laughs> Where yeah, he better wake up. He better wake up with a with a with a little bit of an attitude change. Yeah, and that said, way to where I was, um to back to wrestling. What I was listening to y'all talk about Bailey and and her character and what I felt like they did so. Terribly to her is um, Trav even said it on the round table. He said they don't know how to do um, to to do good guys uh, to make Bailey look cool. So they make her look so weak and stupid. Like if I if I'm a fighter and I know the rules, I'm gonna abide by the rules. That's somebody we all think Bailey do. She abide by the rules. So if you know you're going in a match where you got to use the cane. And you flip it, and you're not trying to use it because you you too you too good to use it. That doesn't make any sense. Like you trying to say no good guy can have an edge. Superman for years was a good guy who had an edge. Who knew uh, who knew that if at certain times when he can push the limits, yes, he when he held back. Like when they say he held back, um, he fought Dark Side one time. And he told him. If I really would punch you, I probably would kill you. I never, yeah. uh, I never been able to fight you because I have, I've never been able to go all out to my max it's because I wasn't worried about what I do to you. I worry about what I do around. to everything around. Yep. So that's how matter of fact. Yeah, that's that uh, the Justice League Unlimited finale. Matter of fact, where he was like, "Yo, when they cleared the city." And then you know, he ran up and punched him. He punched Darkseid while he was flying. And, well, Superman punched technically and caused the sonic boom. Like, yes. You know, there's 
dumb. I, I don't – and it was a five-minute match, too. I think that's what's really lost in that Bailey match. Like, this whole thing about her not being sure and not taking advantage happened within five minutes, and she loses the match. Like – Yeah, she was embarrassed. Demoralizing. Yeah. In that match. Like, she wouldn't use yeah. the thing, and then Alexa jumped up, took it from her, and wore her ass out with it and bent her. Yep. It was so definitive, like – and um, I know a lot of I know I I don't talk to a few people and they feel like well she should go back to and lose her confidence and stuff like that. I don't think that would be the right way to get her character back. I um I don't I still think she should lose. She should start losing every match. But in in times of trouble, when you think of people who's supposed to be the best of all of us or something like that. Even though when you're losing and you're continually going through a hardship, you never lose what you what you hold genuine, what you believe in. So mm-hmm. if you feel like she's such a good person, even though she's losing, she never loses confidence in herself, even though all what she believes in. Never never sway, never do all of that because we think that's what they showed us earlier. They showed her sway from what, she, what we thought Bailey was when she – Jumped on when she went out there with the other wild girls and jumped on one SmackDown girl. Yep. When she accepted the help and didn't give the title back, when she knew and she seen for herself, Sasha helped her. Um, that reminds me of um of a handicapped person, um that um refused to take your help even though they know they need the help or you need they they know. That you just helping them because they need the help, but they refusing to take the help because they want to do it on their own. Yeah, yeah not that like, first one. Think, that's what I think you're you're referring to. Yeah. It wasn't until they got, got they you know she had she really definitely for sure Sasha came out no heel interference Sasha just came out and distracted Charlotte and 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 helped Bailey that first one when Sasha hit Bailey hit. Hit Charlotte with the cane, with the cane, or, or with the crutch. I totally don't care about that. That was absolutely not. That was Bailey. That was them evening the odds. Been through this again. I no need to. But uh, I forgot. I actually forgot about the, the beatdown when she went out there and jumped. Uh, when they went out there and jumped, what's her face? So with no explanation. The thing is, you can do these things if you. Gotta have a conversation. Gotta explain. Right. If you talk about it, if it becomes a part, a layer of the character. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Bailey, what's up with that? You, you know, you're like this whole, yeah. And even if she goes, you know, I got caught. I mean, whatever. She has a, she'd have a perfectly, she can have a perfectly reasonable explanation. Like, I I got caught up in it and, you know, I'm trying to rep the brand. I'm new around here. I kind of wanted these women to know I'm, you know. But then you get into that team stuff, even though that's what they were doing, and it was whatever Survivor Series. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think there's there's. Well, you have to go and not even not even um, talking about it or like, do what WWE do best and just forget about it and just this this moment forward. You have her um, explain what she believe in and what she stand up for, and, and show her doing that from this moment forward. Never let her sway. Or fall off the path because 
that's just caught, it, it muddies up the water when you try to get her to explain the past because I I, I know what you're saying, uh, about her accepting uh to help because he other heel came out there, but somebody like Bailey, I would I would expect her to be like, hey, um, I understand you. Yeah, but that's sucker behavior though. Like you can't use some. I said this a million times. Like you can't use somebody's goodness against them when you know. Well, all I gotta do is put this kind of pressure on them. They're never going to fight that. They're never going to fight fire with fire. So we always can take advantage of them. Then we'd be sitting here like, what a pussy, what a pushover, what a what a bunch of things. And again, and I don't want to get caught up in a in a in a, in a thing that was, you know six you know four months ago that we argued back and forth then. Because uh, there have been a lot more things that have tainted Bailey besides accepting help, whether it was once, twice, three, whatever. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, the, at mean, this point, I that's mean, the least I want her explain herself. Just explain it a little bit. Like, I understand that you wanted to come out there and help me. I'm fine with that. Get rid of Dana Brooks. That's cool. But I still feel like you crossed the line when you hit her, and you did the same thing that Dana Brooks did to me. All I needed you to do was get her off me and, and let me win the fight. Let me right. go back and win the fight. I didn't need you to sucker punch her, too. Now, that, that lessened the fight for me. That's like if we stand outside and we fight two people, and I want to prove that I'm better than the person. Even though right, if she did and punch, said that to Sasha, and but I'm not giving – she ain't giving no title back or putting her – relinquishing her title. But all she had to do was celebrate uh, – was to cut that promo and acknowledge – and tell her, yeah, man, like I don't, don't, don't be there for me like that. Like unless I'm, uh, you know, unless I'm like in dire straits. Like you can't, you can't. And it's not just because of what these people think of me. It's because of what's right. And like bring it back to that. Like it's not about me pandering and wanting to do. You know, like no, it's just about being right and playing by the rules. All she had to do was acknowledge that and say it. But instead, on the raw talk, yeah. she just. Renee Young sort of asked her about it. She talked around it, smiled around it, and it never came up again. She basically said, I don't care. She basically said, Yeah, she was like, Yeah, you know, look at our matching jacket. And it was like, Yeah, kind of pathetic. Because they then had to play into everything they had been saying about her. And I point that out in my thing. Like, you know, they ran with this. Oh, Bailey can't win on her own. Bailey can't win on her own. And they realized, well, they booked it. To where the other person wasn't winning on their own either, and they were just evening things up, and so they had to go even harder. Like, all right, we got to be blatant the next time and show Bailey wouldn't have won without, you know, her homie's help. So, and that just makes it look overall with everything. They don't know how to book baby period. Because now look at Charlie. Charlie was hot when she left. Uh, when she left Raw. Now she come on SmackDown and <laughs> she like part of the crew. She don't. She's not above it. You confused, like you said earlier. She couldn't heal promos. She still couldn't heal type of promos. But they booking her as a face. She's just muddy in her waters. You don't know what it is. That's why I hope, like you, I hope she do win the uh, Money in the Bank and then go back heal <laughs> and, and, and show that it's all been a ruse. For me to get my number one go on this, the title, and I care about nobody else because I put the title before everybody else, friendships included. I even screw over my father again, 
just to get the title and just go just to go at that. Like, because WWE and babyfaces, it seems like they rarely know how to book a babyface unless you some type of tweener, which we seen with the Samoa Joe attack on Paul Heyman with Joe attacking Heyman. That made it feel like Brock is going to be a, a babyface coming. The uh, well, I mean, be depending on who he fights, but Brock goes back and forth. I mean, that's not surprising that they're positioning him in, to, to get the cheers. That that makes sense. And that's why he's more of a tweener. That's what I'm saying. They book the tweeners mm-hmm. right. more right as babyfaces than they do a legitimate straight-up babyface, like you said, mm-hmm. like a Sami Zayn or – American alphas or some people who just supposed to stand up for something. It, it's yeah. easy if you have them stand up for something. It, it should be easier to book them because you know what they stand up for. So you just base everything around what they stand up for. But this don't see it like that. That's why it's so um, hard. Then I guess all the years of John Cena being getting those half and half reactions, they just want people to say something. I guess they just want them to make noise. Instead of you know, yeah, but they still want them to make, yeah, but they still want them to make the the kind of noise they want them to make because, as Wade points out, and it's the most, it makes the most sense. Like they wouldn't alter reactions on replays or taped events. You know, they wouldn't turn down the Romans booing or turn up his music loud when when the crowd's booing. If they if it was all about ah whatever, they're reacting. No, they're still clearly embarrassed that they're get, not getting the reaction that they've been trying desperately for for three, four years now. So they can that, say all that all oh, long as he gets a reaction all they want. You know, Gary uh, or whatever. My, uh, is Gary Michael Capetta, is he the one that was, is he alive? One of those guys, those old announcer guys was on the live cast last year talking that shit. And then somebody was on uh, somebody's pay-per-view or somebody's podcast, I should say, talking that shit again like in the last week or so. It was on PW Podcast. Like, yeah, whatever. Talk, tell, tell me that bullshit. Go sell it somewhere. And I don't mean, and I don't mean that, um, that, that it seems like I'm trying to take up for them um, with that, but I was saying that as in a uh, slight on them because they book these guys just to get a reaction, but they want them to be a baby face. So you book them in ways, we book them that way sometimes. Sometimes they be looking healing or be looking stupid. But you just book it because you feel like it'll get them a reaction instead of doing what the baby face thing would it be to do and wait for the wait for the build up. Just like they always say, I'd rather get I, fast money ain't always dependent. So they they always waiting for the fast response instead of building your money up slow. Like if you're doing a brand new business, a brand new business will rather have the money coming in slow and constant than get it all in one lump sum and then six months down the line you hurt it because that money ain't coming as fast no more. Right. And I think that's how WWE see it. Fast money. They they like the guys who are never by the the drug dealers get that fast money instead of getting that 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 real legit slow money. That's come constantly coming every other week, uh, once a month or whatever, and you build your your income up that way instead of trying to get this fast reaction, fast stuff, and which leads to yay booze 
where I hear some people say sometimes that yay boo, like what reaction Roman Reigns get, which it shouldn't be, when he should be getting 100% cheers. And I've been here lately, you'll see the crowd turn. And I wanted to ask how you guys this question right here. And I know Bruce say that he can see that Roman getting over. But let me ask you this. If um, statistics show that every year that he's been he's been on top, the audience has been going down and down and down. So if am I over? Am I over if the people who like me is continuing to stay, but the people who don't like me, which were a lot of people are continuing to dwindle down and leave the product, period, which is hurting the product as, as a whole, does that really mean that I'm over? Because all the people who were cheering me, who were going to cheer me with, that whole group of people that were still here, am I, am I really that over as what I look? Uh, now you're starting to hear a little bit, or is it because I done drove away everybody else? And would that make me not over? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just how you define over. I mean, he's over in a sense, but it is also a fact that ratings have gone down in the last three years, in the last year dramatically from the year before. You know, there was a slowly but sure, surely downtrend, you know, if you go back to, to like uh, just 10 years, to 07. You know, it went down in 08, maybe went up a little in 09. But it was a kind of a trajectory down, down. They lost, you know, rating with the average rating, I'm sure. For sure in the last three or four years is down. But in the last year, it's just a drastic drop-off, like from the year to prior. Like the percentage has to be bigger in the last calendar year than the drop last year from the last calendar year before that. Yeah, 1.75 1.75 Memorial Day or not? That's fucking garbage. It's not great. It is not great. Let me, I never, let me ever, this. ever thought I'd be like saying that as and and still be a fan. Like I could see if I was like, oh yeah, I get, I get it. I ain't watching that shit. So I'm not surprised to hear they got a 1.75. <laughs> now it's it's. Uh, I wonder if I didn't do this and it's you know I've been doing this shit for almost ten years now. So I uh, you know. It's, but if I was just strictly a fan and I just watched it and I interacted on Facebook and Twitter and in the group chat with friends, how much, you know, would I have the network? I mean, probably because 10 bucks a minute, that price point is sweet. Um, but how much would I be paying attention? Would I be watching and making sure I'm watching all the pay-per-views and following Raw three goddamn hours a week? If I didn't have to, well, I better watch Raw because folks going to talk about it and call in. But, you know, it's, it's more than that. But I wonder how much, it's, you know, it impacts. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I watch Raw twice a month now instead of every, you know, four times a month. Uh, obviously, we'll never know, but it's interesting to think about. All right, anything else before we go? we got to keep it moving. Now, last little thing is 17% says mania. And if if we get this year, if I'm happy to see this year and be able to talk to you guys around this time next year, if there are um, the viewership to Raw is 1.5 million, and <laughs> so that's a million off of what they're doing right now, or a little bit. Yeah, I was about to say that's like under a, that's like a point nine. That's T and impact numbers, like from you know, remember they would always do that 1.0. 
<laughs> and he's still getting that same that same split action like that. Can we can we come back and and, and really give a deep look at it and see if he really is over or is he really driving people away? Because at that time you have to really take some look into it. If you still getting that same reaction, but people say that's a people call reaction. Killing plantation, and he just hit this brown guy with a nappy afro with it, and pinned him with the something plantation. <laughs> Whoa! Okay. Uh, all right. That's how they're gonna yeah. do things. That's that's all I want. That's all I want to say. Thanks for talking to you Go. guys. Just. If we if we make it round that time, or if I make it round, and still be able to talk to y'all. Hopefully, we, we, that could be a case study that we can look at because I would know. Where you gonna be? It's you know, one point five. <laughs> you never know tomorrow. Hell? Not pumping. <laughs> you know, never know tomorrow. Right. Not pumping. All right, goddamn Terrell. <laughs> Way to bring everything down. You know, shit. You know, I can go get hit by a bus. You know, I live in the hood. It could be a shootout. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> kind of shit. God willing, I'm around wow. a year from now. Find out. Yeah, wow. man, we got some crazy people down here. <laughs> Tell nobody. I'll write to you guys. Talk to you. Nah. So, uh, Cam, we were talking about Iceman uh, a few weeks ago in the context of Killer Frost on Flash mm-hmm. doing, uh, doing the old Iceman gimmick, how how he would get around. Yeah, ice flying. How he would, yeah. Ice flying, yeah. So he's got a number one that's out now that just came out today. I was oh, scrolling yeah. through uh, the releases today, and <clears throat> he's got a number one. And I was looking at the genre, LGBTQ. So he's a gay kid in this one. Okay. Bobby Drake has spent has been a superhero in the superhero game longer than most, but when reflecting on what he's accomplished over the years, he realizes that the legacy he's built a few good is a few good one liners and a string of failed relationships. Not only that, but now a younger version of himself has emerged from the time stream oh, and he's yeah. more put together than Bobby ever was. Already a world class hero already a world class hero in his own right but also totally comfortable in his own skin, complete with a relationship with a handsome inhuman to boot. Uh, in this ongo- new ongoing series penned by Cena Grace, uh, Bobby realizes that his time is now or never. So, yeah, and I'm looking at the preview. He's interacting with old me. He's like, stop calling. He's like, hey, what are you doing, old me? He's like, stop calling me that. Because he was kind of the the happy-go-lucky one, like the entire time, and like growing up in the comics. So yeah, that, that's interesting. They, they they did go that route with a different character. Um, I think the the young Cyclops stuff is really interesting too. Um, just because of how yeah, I had a hard time understanding like what, but they did a decent job in Champions Number One, kind of explaining yeah. why he's round and why he's not. Bad because I think Cyclops at the end or something maybe kind of was bad guy or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, they had to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, how can we trust this guy? And he's like, it's not me. I'm the younger version of him. You know, blah blah blah, whatever. So yeah, yeah. kid Cyclops. So all right, let's. Uh, you know, uh, oh shit. And we got 
409 and 239 on hold. All right, let me get to everybody. Let me just get to uh, Ross's email real quick. Ross from Baltimore. Good afternoon, Trav and Cam. Hope you guys are doing well. Birthday to you, Trav. Thanks, Ross. Uh, the May Young Classic has its tapings in a little over a month, and the entrants haven't been announced as of yet. But what performers would you like to see involved? Ugh. I'd personally like to see Candice LeRae and Lefisto involved, although Lefisto is probably a bit older, 37, than they'd like to showcase. Also, what are your thoughts on Extreme Rules, if you haven't spoken about it yet? The promos from the Joe and Heyman on Monday night definitely have me excited. As always, thanks for your time. Keep up the great work uh, on this and the Fan by Fan Show. Well, thanks, uh, uh, Ross. And, uh, yeah, one of our uh, crossover fans there. I appreciate that. Um, I, I, I'm, I really couldn't tell you. I think we had some kind of a question like this in the last two weeks, maybe when it was announced. And I think Cam and I both settled on Cheerleader Melissa. Yeah, and we, we threw out the names that we know from five years ago. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, Lefisto, like, I don't even, yeah, I'm not. Shit, five years ago, I'm about to go 12, 15 years in. Molly Holly's still in shape? <laughs> uh, but no, I, I really I really couldn't couldn't tell you, like, who's hot, who was women are hot in the streets that that I'd like to see uh, in the tournament. I, I, I trust them. There, there are better men on their job. <laughs> Shout out to Rich. Yeah. Rich has the names. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Matter of fact, we might as well get Rich's uh, opinion. So, uh, Rich, welcome to the live portion of the show. Uh, do you have any females in mind that you'd like to for sure, definitely, they better be in this turn? Obviously, assuming contractually they can and all that. Yeah. Um, right off the bat, we, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the Japanese tandem of Shirai and uh, – Yo Shirai Ojo. and uh, Ojo, uh, Candice LeRae, uh, from Progress and UK Wrestling, Jenny, who's, uh, I don't know her ethnicity, but her whole gimmick is that she's she's an angry version of Tyler Breeze, if that makes sense. So she's a fashionista, but she is just vicious. Okay. Uh, Tony... Storm, it's either Tony Storm or Nikki Storm from Australia. I saw her WrestleMania weekend. Sue Young. Uh, Lufisto, I really like. Lufisto's kind of like Bertha Faye, but with more of a, a, a full Nakano vibe in terms of like face paint and like metal type look. She's a really good wrestler. Uh, I'm trying to think of anyone else that jumped out. Obviously, my girl, Mia Yim. I would love for her. You got the black Korean representing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and your girl, baby girl who was in the dollhouse with her, the one with the natural hair you like. I can't remember her name at present. Oh, yeah. She's like Afro-Cubana or something. Is that like yeah. she's, yeah. And that's Man. just, it's going to be, a, I thought it was going to be a Is she good, though? I remember those dollhouse chicks were kind of terrible. Well, remember, they were playing up the over-sexualized wrestling robot thing, so that kind of made it weird. But when they're actually wrestling, like I know Mia Yim, she's outstanding. Remember, she wrestled with blue pants the first couple of NXT 
Network. Yeah, but and I would call and be like, oh, yeah. You'd be like, yeah, she don't have a wagon, so I, she doesn't exist in me. Well, I wouldn't say that. That does not sound like something I would say. You, you said huh. that woman has no butt, and she's built a little too hard for your taste. Because at the time, she was really muscular. Rich loved to disparage my my character with with made up quotes. Stuff that sound like like it. Oh, yeah, no, I hear Travis saying that. No. Yeah, this is just like Mm. when my wife argues with me either off the live cast or off the VIP. And she's like, why do you have to be so negative? Truth truth is not like polarizing. Rich with the rich. And And then she goes, you know what, Rich? You're right. The truth is, I'm glad, you know, we're speaking mm-hmm. the truth. Nope. And, and she just leaves it at and that. I'm going to have to buy a plane ticket. <laughs> and she just leaves it at that. Like, you know what? Yep. Exactly. All right, <laughs> 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 I just wanted your, uh, I just, I just wanted some names. I got two more callers, and uh, I'm going to try to get to them in the next, yeah, few. So, We'll talk All right, so for the VIP, we're going to talk about Iceman and that other stuff, too, because that's why I hit it. Oh, and also I might read, because there's a new, there's a Secret Empire, Brave New World, and okay. and on the cover, it's it's Miss, it's uh, Captain Marvel. It don't make sense, though. Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Black Panther, Miles Morales, and then two guys I don't know. Like, how is Riri with Captain Marvel in any kind of Secret Empire That is context? a good question. So, well, we'll find out. So you, the, yeah, you yeah. guys have fun with the two-man melanin power trip, and uh, I'll oh, talk boy. to you on the VIP tip. <laughs> <I'm later. sighs> it's fun when, uh, you know. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to leave it. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll deal with Rich and... In a few. <laughs> I'll deal with you that. Gotta handle that guy. Uh, as as promised. Oh wait, did we finish Ross's? Uh, talked about the women. Hey, we, did, we talked about uh, about the exchange on Raw and how good that was. So, yeah, and the Extreme Rules. I mean, we've pretty much gotten our thoughts out there about that throughout the show. Uh-huh. So, and the promo from Joe and Heyman. Yeah, we've talked about that. Also. Yeah, appreciate that, Ross, as always. Um. If you want a VIP email uh, answered, get it in in the next. Uh, if you're listening live, well, it's a small, very small audience at this point because the live show cut off. So uh, only those on hold, I think, are hearing us. So anyway, let's get to 409. Who hung up? Great. All right. Well, 239. Uh, uh, coming to you. Who's this? What up? What's happening? Where are you from? This Carlos from Florida, man. How you guys doing? What's up, hey, Carlos? Carlos? How's it going, man? Good, good, good. Maybe if the Raw Raiders go up and Roman Reigns will lose a match or two on Raw instead of constantly beating everybody and making everybody look weak. I don't know. That might help a little. That 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 might be the answer to what they need to do, you think? I mean, could be a move. Could be a move. I mean, can he get? How about how, how many times Bray Wyatt has to lose to this guy? I mean, that was a great. I mean, that was a really good match. But like, can Bray get a win? 
I mean, Bray can use Bray. a win every now and then. I mean, I'm not the biggest Bray guy, but, I mean, if you're going to push Bray to be this important bad guy villain, credible threat, he's got to have a he's got to have a couple of wins. I don't know. I'm, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, as much as you can not like a guy, but understand why he needs a win here or wins here and there and be protected. So I'm just. Right. I mean, we know. I mean, we we already know that he's the guy. He's the man. I mean, him taking a him taking an L is not gonna ruin him. You know. <laughs> you know. I just got one question to to Cameron. So Cameron, why are you so bent out of shape, Batman? Batman asking Catwoman to marry him. Oh, come on, man! Don't do this to me, man. I had that out of my head. I had that out of my head for like four hours, man. Don't do this to me. Come on, man. Yo, you what know, why my man wouldn't doing? that be the A, B, or C plan? <laughs> yeah. Why? Oh, come on, man. Like, I need my Batman to be like as, as you grow up. And Batman changes from, you know, from Cape Crusader, not understood, avenging his parents, to, oh, he's a sociopath who can't deal with people. Like, <laughs> as you grow to understand that's what Batman is, that you still appreciate. Um, you know, you don't want to see him do normal people stuff, like get married, especially get married to somebody who's going to rob him. It's true. Like, imagine, like, our man Steve Carlos, uh, good friend of the show, uh, Steve lives on what we suspect might have been a plantation at one point, but is really <laughs> at one point, not currently, yard, as right? you bastards like to tease him about. So unfair. Nah, I think he still has slaves. Just because anyway, there's some slave um, spirits floating around, don't mean that they're actual. He got a house full of, he got a house <laughs> oh, he's of dogs, definitely haunted uh, at that he keeps on display, Surely. and they run around at night attacking people, biting their ankles. But um, Absolutely. No. Why do you think Hugo's always yard. like going crazy and stuff? Right? Oh, they put the did Hugo like get out? And they really put the oh no, they put somebody's brain in the dog. But anyway, Carlos, he's a really big <laughs> ass yard, right? Imagine how upset you would be if they had Batman cutting grass on the cover of Detective Comics, like full costume. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I would fucking buy it. I'd be like, Probably oh shit, they're doing Superman. he's doing it. he's Bruce and That's doing why. like regular shit. And then I didn't costume do a shit all the fucking time. Wow, DC, Ugh. way to get me into your book. As opposed to everybody else, they already have in the damn book because you don't do regular shit like this. He's always nah. doing some ninja shit. So he's just twenty four seven fucking Batman. Yes, he's a whole piece Fuck of that. shit. That's the point. No, I don't, no. Need, I don't need that. Uh, let, me, let me give let me, best part. The me, best part of the fucking <laughs> Spider Woman book was her. In the crib, raising her son. Oh, and dealing with being a parent. I agree with that. In relationships. Let me give you one caveat. There's only one superhero couple that ever should be married, and that's Reed and Sue Richards. I don't think anybody else should ever be married. And you know, what about a uh, call? Black Panther and Storm? They were married. Fuck no, they should have never been married. But anyway, oh, okay. they Bruce, Bruce, Bruce is a mess. He met his father. Dad told him, hey, don't be Batman. Don't be Batman because of me and your mom. And he's a mess. Right? Oh, come on. 
from beyond what? the grave. No, no. When when they were rebooting uh, yeah. Spider Man the first time, Carlos, and they were rebooting uh, yeah. Spider Man, the Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah. Some kid asked, uh, "Who was it that did it first? Was it uh, it wasn't Bendis that, that did the first Ultimate Spider Man, was it?" Yeah, it was Bendis. He's written it every. Was Bendis, yeah. He was written every yeah. issue of Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. So some some kid came up to him when they found out that he was doing a new one. He was like, "Yo, please don't kill Uncle Ben." And he was like, "Yo, kid, like all due respect, Uncle Ben was never alive. Like, right, right. They, you know, he he doesn't exist. So no, like, let me. I need to go be a ghost, and I'm gonna tell Ghost uh, Thomas Wayne to go sit his ass down somewhere because <laughs> he's ruining my joy. I need Batman so, to be a whole piece of shit. But no, it, I mean, this is interesting, though. Like, like, where does he go from here? Batman right. being, like, actually committing to a person. I can't wait till he ruins it. I'm so excited. He can't al- wait till this right. shit goes wrong. He, al- he also knows that the world the world may come to an end, right? I mean, yes. you so know. good. <laughs> what, you, what you thought like, about Did you read um, one of my favorite, like, kind of solo offshoots is the Magneto book they did right before they combined the universes. And it's like, you know, his rush to kind of fix everything. Um, so, yeah, okay, I'll fix some of that. Let him get married and then, you know, fucking, I don't know. Right when he signs a certificate, bam, apocalypse comes and just destroys everything. Like the, the world, not the person. I'm oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what did you thought about that, that crossover, that Batman Flash crossover? Did you enjoy it? Did you so like I it? I read that. Travis, did, did, didn't you? Oh, Travis, did you still read not Flash? read that. I haven't read it. No. I, oh. I did not. Well, the oh. beginning of Flash about it because I'm all ears. Flash Rebirth, they did. You know, he was well, talking to Thomas Wayne and you know he, and some stuff. But yeah, I don't know well, what you're you, talking about. You know, he has. Well, you know, Batman had the comedian button, right? That's how the whole re, the DC Rebirth thing started. Mm-hmm. It was the Flash asking about the comedian button. And the whole investigation, and he's playing with the button, and in the Batman books, he also has the what's that guy's the psycho pirate? He has his Medusa mask, and he has it laying on his on his you know on his desk, and somehow the button falls on top of the, the mask, and this big electricity surge happens and enters on um, Reverse Flash, and oh, it's hell. the Reverse. And it's the reverse Flash from the Flashpoint universe. That's an important thing. And he was like, oh, I know you. And he starts looking around. He's running around, and Batman's like all stunned. And then Earbard notices the letter, the letter, the letter from Thomas Wayne wrote. And he was like, you know, your father killed me. But, you know, I found a way to come back because I always found a way to come back from the time screen. Because, you know, Speed Force and all that rigmarole, he destroys the letter. Batman loses his shit. Batman, call, Batman calls for, for, for Barry. Barry's late. Batman tries to fight Reverse Flash. Barry's late. That, gets, that, that shouldn't even be in the same sentence. Oh, yeah. Barry's fighting. Barry's in Japan fighting ninjas. Barry's late. Batman gets his ass kicked. Batman gets his ass kicked. Um, reverse Flash still takes um, the comedian button, the smiley face button, disappears. Batman's laying in a pool of his own blood. 
And then Reverse Flash comes back through Batman's computer, and he says, I see God. And you see half of um, Reverse Flash's body, and the other half, I guess, burned alive, I guess. That's the best way I could say it. And then Barry shows, yeah, something like that. Let's say, yeah, there you go. And then Barry's like, holy crap, you know, so there's a, you know, murder investigation, and Barry's stomped, Bruce is laying in his bed, half alive, banged up, so then Barry decides, trying to whip out the cosmic treadmill, because he needs answers, he wants to go back, back to the Speed Force to try to figure shit out, but of course, Batman goes with him, they run to the Speed Force, I, Remember when we were asking if Iris in the finale could have went in, went in with him? Like, how's this some regular? <laughs> I mean, Batman. No, no, Batman's regular. I mean, he's yo, skilled and Dave, and dope and all well, that. But Travis, they've they've done this. They've done they've done this before. Like Wally West, Wally redheaded Wally West when he was married to Linda Park. He dragged her through the Speed Force and she lived. This is unexplainable. This is like uh, the Speed Force is like a MacGuffin, or okay. they do whatever they want. They do whatever they want with it, and they explain, they explain it like that. So anyway, they're through the Speed Force, and they see different visions and glimpses of DC Comics history, how the Justice like they do on the show, written. Trav, when uh. Right. When they went through one time and right. saw Supergirl and all kinds of shit. Yeah. So they see so so Barry and and Barry, you know, he knows the the Flashpoint universe, but Bruce doesn't. Obviously. But like Barry oh. like but they see like they see like a vision of the, the the Silver Age Justice League coming together. They see, you know, Identity Crisis. I don't know if you read that. I don't know if you read that story, Cameron. When you know when they betrayed Batman. Crisis, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know the part where they betray Batman. They show that. Mm-hmm. They show um, Batman when he sees Barry. When he's the last person to see Barry alive before Barry dies in the original Crisis of Infinite Earths. This is the oh. stuff they see, and then the the treadmill breaks, and. They're in the they're in the they're in the cave, and they're in Thomas Wayne's cave. Thomas Wayne, the Batman from the Flashpoint verse, and you know Batman's asking questions, and Barry's like, "Whatever you do, don't say nothing, don't do nothing, don't touch nothing." You know, Batman talks to talks to Thomas. Thomas is like, "Yeah, this is your dad. How you doing?" Blah blah blah. Good feel moment. Bruce is like, come with us. Thomas is like, you know, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. And when this is all going on, literally his world is being erased from existence. And and Barry's like, we got to go. We got to go. And Thomas tells Bruce, you know, hey, do me one thing. Don't be, don't be Batman because of what happened to me and your mom. And they go... And you know, they 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 get erased from existence, kind of like in Crisis. Remember in the original Crisis when everything turns white? You know how the universe gets 
erased, kind of like that. And then Barry's running through the speed force again on the treadmill, and then they reach the Eobard. Don't know where they're at. I can tell you, they're in some parallel universe, and they're, they're trying to get the button, and then they fail. Eobard, you know, speeds off. And Eobard is in, I assume Eobard is on Mars, and he confronts God. And he says, oh, you you must be God. And he gets blasted to bits, assuming it has to be Dr. Manhattan. That's how, you know what I mean? That's, and then the pages and the panels turn into, like, Watchmen. Uh, you know, Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons had it with the nine-panel grid. And the font yeah. and all that changes, and you see, you see the comedian button floating and floating into space, and then the the button turns into Superman's emblem, the S emblem. You see some dialogue about Doctor Manhattan saying when they're gonna realize time doesn't really matter. Uh-huh. And you don't know, and it sounds like he's talking to his. First wife from Watchmen, and that's how the book ends. It fades. It fades to black. You see, you have the countdown clock, and instead of the twelve counting to midnight, it's counting the Superman's logo, and it's saying, you know, I guess it's, I, I assume it's a one. It's going to be a one and done issue written by Jeff Johns. Because I think the Watchmen Justice League event is going to come out next year in the summer, but that's yeah. how it ends. It's really good. I mean, it's no, a yeah, lot. Like, you know, like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, the, I'm literally on the edge yeah. of the bed. Like, oh, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's a cool, there's a cool Jay Garrett cameo in this story. There's a, you know, there's it's it's. I now mean, I, I don't read a lot of DC. Anymore, but this is a story that I, I look forward to reading. I don't know how you feel about it, Cameron. I don't, know, you know, I have no problem with the Watchmen characters oh, coming no, in with the DC characters. I mean, I'm all in. What's the big thing? People Watchmen say they need to stay the in their own. I've ever read. Like Watchmen is amazing. Uh, the movie well, is garbage, but the book is. Like, I, I want to see those characters interact. I love Watchmen. So good. Well. They've always, you know, they've always been in their own universe. It's, a, you know, it's an evergreen title, a one and done, written mm-hmm. by Alan Moore. You know, they've always kept them. They've always kept them away from Superman, Batman, Wonder. You know what I mean? And now they're gonna bring them into the universe. And it looks like Doctor Manhattan is gonna be the main antagonist. It seems. I mean, it feels like it's it's gonna be another crisis of infinite earths. You know, that's what it feels like to me. And you know, but yeah, Bruce, Bruce is a mess because of what Dad said, man. <laughs> oh, there's a great there's a great panel. There's a great panel. Okay, after um, they have the encounter with his father, and after everything happened with Eobard. A few months go by. No, no, hold on. A few days go by. Barry, Barry, and Bruce are like stomped and confused, and they're like, you know what? We're gonna have to close this case. 
and they just act like nothing nothing ever happened. And there's a cool scene. Bruce is standing, looking out the window, looking at the bat signal. And and um, Alfred is looking at him like, aren't you going to suit up and go out on patrol? And Bruce is like, no, nah, I'm going to stay home. And Alfred is like, really? Like, like you're my son. Like, get your ass, put your uniform and get your ass out there. Like, what are you doing? And Bruce, Bruce is a mess. Bruce is, you know. Bruce is a mess, man. <laughs> right. And after having that's him, you're a mess. You do, like, try to get yeah. married. Nope. Yeah. Then I gotta get married. I bet you. I bet you. I haven't read the issue. I bet you she says no. That'd be dope. <laughs> I bet Damn. you she says no. I bet you she says no. That's just me. Okay, no. But yeah, you should. You should. You should read it, Cam. I think you enjoy it. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of DC history, a lot of intrigue. Yeah, it's a definite um, well done issue. Right, well do done that. story. For only four issues. So yeah. Oh, I picked that up. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend you, Travis, reading that because I think you'd be lost. Since <laughs> you're not a big DC guy. In the history and all that, are you you would probably have, <laughs> you yeah, have more no, questions you have, than answers. No, no, no worries there. <laughs> <laughs> you have more questions than answers on that. And I do, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be that's gonna be lit, man. That's gonna be bananas, man. Woo. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I have, man. You guys have a good night. Hey, man. I, oh, I man, appreciate, appreciate the call. Yeah. Oh, story, one more thing. I got the oh, yeah. I got the East Coast Cash shirt. I will be uh-huh. taking a oh, yeah. I will be taking a picture wearing it. Okay. Probably tomorrow. So. All right. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for so the support. Take man. Oh no All doubt. Right. All right, fellas. Carlos from Florida, everybody. All right, that does it for two one nine. I don't think they want to get on. You have to press one to get on, but <clears throat> a, little, a little late for that. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, end things there. This has uh, been another fun show. Appreciate you, Cam. Uh, callers, you guys were great. Emailers, you guys were good. Not not quite great, though. Step the game up a little bit. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, that's uh, that does it for us this week. Uh, you VIP folks, click over. Me and Rich will be by or and Rich will be there with uh, with a VIP edition. We'll talk some Secret Empire. We'll probably both read the the, uh, the one we were just talking about. And uh, yeah, some new champions, new Jessica Jones. I might try to squeeze one or both of those in before we do VIP. So, yeah, we got uh, got some conversation to continue over there on VIP. So chime in if you can, if you're VIP. If you're not, we'll catch you next week, same time, same channel. We out of here, folks. Later, guys.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.